So I I've already decided on the uh, title for this episode. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a bad show that's poorly written. No. <laughs> I don't get it. We're not written. Is this a reference? Oh boy. It is. Okay. To what? Let's see if we can find it. You could just say. I mean, I'm not going to watch a video right now, so. Yes, you will. Or I could lose interest before we finish this conversation. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> well, you win. Congratulations. This is Superhero Time. With XV. I have standards, damn you. Hey, Mickey. And now it's over. Back to shit. Paladin. We're done yet. Ken. Later, shit lords. I'm out of here. And Fort Max. Holy crap. Finish this up already. I can't end soon enough. It never ends soon enough because it's superhero time. Thank you for the lead in. Um... <laughs> Okay, so we've been off for a week, and um, usually that means, I think, it does feel like longer, doesn't it? It always feels like longer than it is on here. I love hearing that from people. <laughs> so uh, usually there's some lot of news that happens in the interim, but shit, <laughs> there's a couple there, things. There was some. There was some amazingly amusing news. Seattle has announced that they're going to be releasing Blu-ray box sets of all six Ultraman shows that they have distribution rights to, and are going to be make, making their own Ultraman movie. Oh, boy. Which I, mean, I want them to actually try, because they will get their asses sued, and they will lose big. I mean, Just like what happened last time they tried making an Ultraman movie. They're I mean, calling themselves Ultraman USA, Inc., I mean, Subaraya makes Ultraman series for like $5 and a couple sandwiches. I don't see how hard this could be. I think they could do it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. If just to make Ultraman look good by comparison. Ultraman versus Gamora in Japan Olympic 2020. Also, they're using the word Olympics. Oh, that's big. Jesus. I don't know. Are they stupid? Yes, no, apparently, yes. Now all they well, need all they, they think need, people they, will go watch Ultraman. All they, 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 they need all the they, off, so it's completely different. It's Olympic. They, Japan Olympics. Not Japan Olympics. All they need to do now is have like the Red Cross Army <laughs> in in the movie and then they'll have the perfect hat trick of being sued. Oh, oh and they can oh, use pink They also for, need uh, to say that they're bringing they also need to do uh something that vaguely looks like something from a cross if you squint. <laughs> Harmony, Jamboard... Harmony Gold versus Chio. <laughs> oh God! Also, Jamboard at Ace least versus... Harmony Gold got their right got the rights that they have legally. Yeah, but, just... but still, like between those two, no matter who loses, everybody wins. This is true. <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> It's like watching two badgers fight in the street as a big truck comes upon them. Gross. Yeah, I know, right? So, speaking of, uh, you know, 
legal action being taken. I hear there was some stills from the uh, Power Rangers movie possibly leaked. Yes, there were a few images leaked online early this week, and most people assumed immediately that they were fake, but since Lionsgate is issuing takedowns of anywhere that hosts them, they might actually be real. Uh, Link? I missed that completely. Yes, fortunately I managed to save them. Good job. Yes, good. I mean, I would have done the same thing. Hmm. You're you're not that I can see why they wouldn't want this image getting out. Uh, Yeah, yeah, there is that too. Um, why, uh, why, also, is, is... why is there um, um, a Reynos in this picture? Did they did they confuse Zord with Zoid? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pink also, Reynos. Uh, I mean, this is a movie that they're going to re- be releasing in Jan. A, it has a January release date. Yes, I, it's coming out in what 2017? Apparently, January. Yes. But but regardless, a January release date for an action kids movie is basically like... Suicide. Yeah, it's suicide from the very start. Let's release our toy movie right after toy season ends. Yeah. Right. Yes. I, I mean, think, or, I think or, or, not, or not even during, or not even anywhere close to the summer. I mean, I realize the summer is, summers are pretty crowded nowadays because you have all these stuff being... Re- all these things being announced ahead well, of time. Well, no, what you Marvel what you C, do but... is what you do is September. Yeah, September launch would be ideal. You like, you skip, or August? You yeah. skip the well, no, September because like you skip the debuts of all the big superhero movies. You right, skip right. that one month window afterward where everybody still cares about them primarily, and then you get on the cusp of the next cycle. Right. Okay. And right. you, you still get all your. Because there's still going to be um, Marvel and DC movies in November, and then December has basically been taken over by Star Wars. So, yeah, that makes sense. Right, and you know, having, a September, having a September launch, you have all your product in position also for uh, the shopping season. Right. Also, you get people's attention before the DVD releases of the summer movie comes out. Right, because right. those, those don't hit until the end of September usually. But, I mean, remember, you know, uh, didn't uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation have an early year release? That worked out fine for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, G.I. Joe Retaliation came out, I think, late March or early early April, right before Easter. I want to say March, yeah. Yeah, but then Captain America 2, the next year, came out at the same time and basically wrecked the entire <laughs> records on that. Right, week, but so. Marvel Studios production, so that right, doesn't right. really count for statistics. Yeah, this is true. They could pretty much release something whenever they wanted. They're making, a, they're making a Doctor Strange movie, and they expect it to succeed. I think we can just With Benedict Cumberbatch. Ant-Man. Yeah. They made Ant-Man. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Can someone please explain about me why everyone seems to love Paul Rudd so much? Who? The guy in Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. The guy who did No. Because, like, I seriously don't see anything interesting at all about him. Who? Are you being serious or trying to make a joke? I can't tell anymore. Actually, both. Paul (laughs) Rudd is the name of the actor playing Ant-Man. Because I can't in, think of anything I've seen that he's been in, so I don't care about him. Well, I don't care about him either, but frequently, you know, in movie forms and stuff, people speak of him in, in reverence like they do with Ryan Reynolds. I think like, he, I think it may be that he's a lead in a Marvel Studios movie that isn't a Chris. Well, no, actually, I've, <laughs> I've heard people love him before this. 
Yeah, so have I. I've never seen anything with him at all. That means he was on some TV show somewhere, probably. Yeah, probably. But the point is, putting the Power Rangers movie in January is kind of a problem. But I think they're expecting that the normal Power Rangers toy performance is just going to compensate for that anyway. Hmm. Well, they're well, wrong. The Power Rangers toy lines usually launch in January anyway. Yeah, basically. Or February. I wonder if we're getting a show next when this launches. <laughs> Take an extra year off to get Ninja done. <laughs> Despite that Ninja will have been done for two years by that point. I don't think they care about timing. And that would probably require doing a full show without using Sentai footage. Well, no, no, they'll just G2 something else for uh, Nick Filler. So, looking at these three images here, is I mean, they, two they of can, pink they can, and one of red? They can G2 no, the rest No, I think those of, are all pink. They can G2 the rest nope. of MMPR Season 1. This last Ooh. one that says red flight morph on it, weapons out. Oh, okay. And it appears to have a Tyrannosaurus head on the front of the jet. It looks like the... Uh, it looks like something from the Star Wars prequels, honestly. No, no. What this looks like is something from Dark of the Moon, which yes. is not a compliment. Shit. Well, neither of those are compliments, really, but you're right. more right. Just the shape of it reminds me of the uh, Republic um, cruiser. And I can't blame them for wanting to, you know, ape on the next most popular robot franchise. Yeah, there's a lot of greebles on it. <laughs> right. Lots of sliding plates and panels, you know. Oh, Jesus. I feel sorry for Power Rangers. I should have got another ten years before I got ruined by the movies. <laughs> I mean, it got a long time before it got ruined by movies. If it couldn't be ruined by the first movie, I mean... At least we'll have Dino Charge for another year. Yeah. At least that'll finish before this comes out, right? Yeah, actually it will. Yeah, it will. Uh, the, yeah, no, the... Uh, the supercharged finale should be in like October, November 2016. So we that'll that'll totally be over with by the time this comes out. The Comet Rider Drive movie is called Surprise Future. Well, I'm surprised it has has a future too, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that entertains me about this is that the new Trideron for it is just a repainted Mercedes. <laughs> They want. They apparently decided that the, that they really screwed up not having something they could actually drive on the roads. Yeah. Yeah, and it only took them like you know six months of show to figure that out. So, I think you know, what... Drive notwithstanding, I do kind of love the blue stripes on this car. The car looks fine. Oh yeah. A drive. If I had a car looked like Tron. It yeah. just, it's just—it's like if you, but if you t take the shot of it with the tri the actual trider on it, they—it just looks completely out of place. So I was giving some thought to drive recently, and I was thinking, Why? You know, that's a mistake. <laughs> because it's on the live stream, and I can't help it. Um, just so, stop it. So I, here, uh, I no, say but, this, and I watch it too. So don't, I'll shut up. So I was thinking, <laughs> if Type Wild had been the base form, the trider on would have been the colors of a police car. Yeah. I'm just like at a loss for why that was not what happened. Because red. Red. Because 
Bandai wants the Red Red Riders because Red sells. Because Sentai is doing so great right now. Let's ape that. Actually, well, I mean, Ninja started pretty strongly, but regardless, um, I mean, they, they had to. I mean, the producers for Kamen Rider Double had to fight to not have a Red Rider back back in two thousand nine, and then came XL. Yeah. And then, and then you know it, what was basically ended up being the primary form of O's, Tazador. And well, since you opened the door to this, here's Drive's next form, Type Tridoron. Oh Jesus! Well, it's a drive suit, so it looks like garbage by default. Let's see here. And you can't even yeah. see that much of it. Oh, it's red. Of course. It's XL is what it looks like. Kind of. Kind of. The hell does he have strapped to his arm? And his shoulder. His well, shoulder, shoulder is, is strapped a tire. to his arm. Oh, it is a tire. Okay. Huh. But like, it's like he's got like, a lunchbox strapped to his wrist. Aren't they in like the mid thirties now, or something? Something. They Why does he have 30, so many form changes? Oh my god! Stop. Seems. If they're gonna have this many form changes, just go back to you know having a whole shit ton of writers. Just do that, please. Maybe next year. Please. Or, you know, next series. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of rumors about that circulating, finally. They're probably all fake, but hey, it means Drive's gonna end eventually. I hear give fashion. A, give it a month. They've been saying fashion for a while now. With any luck, we should have a name trademark this week. Oh, okay. That'll give it an idea. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe not, because we heard Gaim and we're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, we saw, no, we saw no. Gaim and we were like, what the hell? I mean, we had we had a vague clue of Gaim from the uh, name because, like, it it implied an armor theme, which ended up being true. That's true. That's true. It's just we couldn't have predicted the rest of it. Surprise, fruit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, remember when the first like onset photos leaked and we thought it was like a local hero? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's, that that can't be. <laughs> well, it usually is because, like, it, it doesn't like Jay Fusion always post pictures of the next upcoming writer, and it's usually always just a local hero. Don't they always post something and it's wrong? That well, is yes, where the rumors came specific, from. But yeah, it isn't always about local, but it isn't always a picture of local heroes that they're thinking is a writer. Well, no. I think next year's writer series is going to be Sentai based. <laughs> Just, I'm trying to process the mechanics of that. It's the one thing writer has never done. I was going to say Beetleborgs, but there was Kabuto. Huh. Actually, if we're, we're going to pick something that could actually be, I'm going to go with sports. Because you still want to see a golf writer? No, because I'm thinking. That's something stupid and varied enough that they could probably pull a whole bunch of suits out of. Like golf, soccer, baseball. Japan loves all them. American football. The summer movie would be American football versus soccer writer. The American football writer could have an upgrade to uh, a more extreme version. The XFL writer. <laughs> still, so still, still, no, still nobody subbed the soccer movie, right? Correct. Uh, in all practical terms, yes. What the hell? Uh, although, then again, after this week, I'm not entirely sure I want... Well, someone subbed it, but they haven't translated it. 
<laughs> Thank you for the distinction. Yes. Maybe the people that did Gaim Gaiden will uh, cycle back around to that. Yeah. Or not, who knows. Well, good news on that front, we're getting another Gaim Gaiden release. Good. Knuckle hey. and... Uh... Starring Duke and Knuckle. Hmm. Well, that's questionably good news, but... I'm disappointed uh... Warren wasn't chosen. But we're yes, also I know. getting Decca Ranger ten years after. Yes, that's... You know, that's I just... Something. I find myself having difficulty caring. I actually do care about that, because I like Decca Ranger. I like Decca Ranger too, but I'm not certain it really needs a follow-up. I mean, I think you could do it do it fine because Decadent Ranger is so episodic. You just do another case. Sure, why not? Well, they will have Blu-rays to sell at that point, and apparently all the actors are still friendly enough to come back for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 10 years actor of a Sentai that I actually like, so sure, why not? I find I have trouble caring. Uh, I'm glad if, you know, y'all are excited for it. Because well, I don't, I don't have any problems I don't, with more Decker Ranger. I just I'm don't... not sure. I'm not sure there's a y'all here because I think it's just Ken. I assume Paladin's into it too because he likes Decker. Yeah, Ranger. it could be good. It's just, compared to another series that looked a little bit more open ended, like say Go Kaiger or Go Wander. Yeah, I still got a. Oh, where there's uh, a whole plot trailing off into the future. Well, see, here, here's the thing though. Like, if if it is, if this becomes a running theme, if this is successful enough, then maybe eventually. Few years down the road, that is it. There is a chance of that. Well, y yes, yes. I, I see. I'm just saying the the reason why I'm not ex terribly super excited about it is not because of the potential, because Deck Ranger feels kind of like a closed story to me. Hmm. Uh, but again, Deck Ranger is really not much of an overarching story. I always felt it's just has a couple of things here and there, but it's mostly episodic. So. I know. I think this works. I think I'll be more interested in Magi Ranger ten years after. Nah, probably not happening. <laughs> Actor issues. Very... Since uh, let's see, Magi Mother's retired. Magi Blue's retired. Oh. You I just, think Magi Shine's have... retired as well. Damn. You, you just have to be a buzzkill, don't you? Plus, Magi Yellow's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It'd be, it'd be perfect, though, because they would do Magi Ranger 10 years after, and in one scene with Yellow, Jay would just be walking across the background. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> well, no, he would be walking in the foreground because he's Jay, but still, nobody, would, really pay any, nobody, just... nobody would pay any attention to it, though. He would just, you know. Yes, but, you know, it, it, give it a couple years, it's, it'd be almost time for uh, Go Andre, so, you know, that's possible. And we'd get Geki Ranger before that, too, which I would be fine with. Yeah. Mm. I can't wait to find out what Rand's been up to all these years. Well, although they're not doing every series, though, because... Because they skipped Abba Ranger. They skipped I'd, Ranger, I'd, so. be, I'd be more interested in finding out what Ken's been doing all this time, you know. I've been on this podcast. Around, That's hoboing around the world. Oh, that Ken. Never mind. <laughs> what, what, dead mothers. what priceless artifacts he's sold off to uh, finance his crew. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm... Kiki Ranger is so great. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 who are you talking about? Barza? What? Barza from Zoo Ranger did the exact same thing. 
selling oh, yeah, he off was, all their old, all their old priceless artifacts because uh, to give for the, money for to so give that the Rangers, the Zoo Rangers actually could have food and stuff. Yeah. Well, he did that for a good reason, though. Whereas Geki Chopper just wanted to, you know, go fuck off. He need, he needed some walking around money. Those irresponsible ranger. <laughs> He's so great. Oh, speaking of Geki Chopper, uh, the guy who played the White Ranger in uh, Jungle Fury. Uh, he's in Daredevil, playing a Russian. Yeah, I didn't realize that until like halfway through his second that episode. Was him, now. wasn't it? And I was like, "Holy shit, this is distracting." <laughs> well, that's that's pretty. I, I don't mean that really in a bad way because he actually does a really good job. He yeah, does. But, I couldn't. Uh, I didn't even put it together until Mickey just said so. Yeah, yeah. But still, I don't think I can top um, RPM Red butt sex in Spartacus. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I, are you sure it was... <laughs> I don't... Well, someone definitely <laughs> topped it. <laughs> topped him. <laughs> That's the joke, Ken. I realize this. Way to, way to paladin that. You're welcome. Great. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't do that on purpose. It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell it. when you're. It's hard to tell when you're doing it on purpose or you're just being incompetent. What did you like to know? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, this certainly escalated. Uh, we were still doing news, weren't we? There's not much left, except uh, two of the Gokaijers are now Digi-Destined. Oh, yeah. Of course, that Digimon thing's also going to be just like a series of Oh, God, shots. six movies. That, that, six, that, that pisses me off. Six OVAs or whatever. Okay, Ken, Ken, look at it this way. Yes. You could have six movies that are probably going to be decent. Maybe. Or you, could, or you could have a year of Sailor Moon Crystal. Tell me the last decent Digimon movie. Uh, Runaway Trainmon. Yes, and there were about three more after that. Uh, regardless, look, look it, all it, you asked it, it for, like all you, no, all, no, there was one after that. All you asked for was the oh, last one. there was one. three because, or unless it depends on how you count the X, the X Evolution one. There was that the Frontier was a one TV and, special. Okay, there, there's the Frontier one and the Savers one. Anyway, all you asked for was the last decent <laughs> Digimon movie, and I answered that correctly. Yes, which is also, again, going back to Sabres. Regardless, okay, so. they stretched this thing out for almost a year. Like, oh yeah, it's going to be a new series. It's going to be a new series. And they well, it, it, it's and a they, series of movies. That is... <laughs> that's it's really... It's a series of movies, and it's a movie, so it, I mean, Toei movies that, get decent animation. Yeah. If, right, if that's, what, that's what I'm for, saying. Like, okay, you, if they keep... You, but up for six movies as well because again, I'll just look at myself. Digimon movies have not done well in the box. In the what, box are you, what are you trying to do, Mickey? Since like, Tambers. Again. When what, what was you... the? How long ago was the last Digimon movie? Uh, 2006. But my point here is, you could have, <laughs> you could have these six movies, which will probably yep. be done pretty well overall. 
Or you could have Digimon's version of Sailor Moon Crystal for a year. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't want that either. Right. Oh, but, so, it's so... What? It's a reboot? Well, reboot. sort of. It, it ignores Zero Two, apparently. Oh, try. Well, that's good. Good for them. It seems to, anyway. But, but all I like see... Zero Two. Because Taichi has, has his goggles back. Oh, okay, Mickey, Here, here's the thing. Your opinion right now exactly aligns with Don's opinion. So you may want to think about this a little more oh, before. Right, no, sucks. no, Don's <laughs> opinion is that the is just the epilogue of Zero yeah. Two. Zero Two as a whole is like this mismatched rush, uh, rush job that they put out. Just yeah, that it, way they, they, Don doesn't they, like uh, Zero Two because Kari grew up. <laughs> I I think no, I I thought it was mainly that he doesn't like Zero Two's epilogue, and it's because he doesn't like it uh, that with Sora ended up with Matt. Yeah, it what? conflicts with his ships. Nobody likes the epilogue. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. Regardless, I, I do. I like the epilogue See? because I like it for for managing to piss so many people off. For such <laughs> that I can respect. That's right. That I can respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, it, it, Zero Two is a rush job. They they put it out to keep the franchise going, and you can just see the seams on it throughout the entire thing. They had no idea what the hell they were doing. Yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty. It's pretty much good until Ken's uh, just go starts being Digimon Emperor full time. Before that, it's pretty good. After that, it forgets <laughs> where it's pl- where it put its plot, and then it just keeps piling, and then loses its other it, the new plot that it rigs together. Yes! <laughs> and then loses that somewhere along the line, too. Yes, it does. I just hate it mainly because Cody is the most irritating character of all time. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, Yori's not great. I'm a gravelly voice smoking six-year-old. In quote? Just... Yeah. Even watching the Japanese version, not much better. And Daisuke sucks and Miyako's annoying. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, Ken. And you can tell that they had that they very poorly that they well did a very bad job at trying to uh, make sure that they could nerf Gautomon. <laughs> yes. Like, well, I lost my ring. Oh, that that. Uh, okay, sure. If you say so. And oh, we got a we found the ring right around the time that oh we're not having to worry about the towers anymore. Yeah. Armor Digivolving was awful as well. Yes. And, and and going to the cheapness, I mean I know that the you know, original evolution sequences weren't that great, but um yeah, that looks really thrown together. <laughs> But then we got Tamers as an apology, and all was right with the world. Yes, until it, you know, scared off all the sculptures and watching. But, you know, it's <laughs> good. Get them off my that was the best part about it. <laughs> but no, it, I mean, the ratings did seriously start to go down, the more depressing the series got. Which, so, like, Gaim. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, we get a good series out of it, it's just, you know. Hey, who would have guessed? End of the world scenarios don't play well with little kids. And who would have guessed? Uh, but they have the guy who did serial experiments. Uh, <laughs> Lane. Lane writing the series. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yep. It's like, it's like, it's like, at this it's point, like, it's, kids it's, be used to Leomon dying. 
But it, it's like, I don't think, it's not even just like Leoman dying, it's more like jury afterwards. Well, and plus, you know, the end of the world and all things. And mm-hmm. and the not jury. Oh, God. Yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Christ. That gave, that gives me nightmares still when I rewatch that. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, I made sure to post plenty of screen caps when I was rewatching that series. <laughs> oh, jeez. I remember. I remember. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't. I know. have no idea. Um, I can't remember how we got it. to this. I can't even trace it back this time. Um, I mean, we got the Digimon at some point. Yeah, the go. How? Two of the oh, Go-Kaijers uh, are voice Digimon. Right. being voice actors in it. Who, who, how did who, we get to that? <laughs> uh, I forget who's doing who. In regards to that, uh, Luke uh, Alkari. Gokai Yellow is doing Hikari. Uh huh. And Guy is now Joe. I can see that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully that won't suck much. Well, we won't be able to see it for another year and a half or so, so we'll see. <laughs> so, we're safe for that long. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's more like, I. I look at the scene and it's like, it's going to be a six-movie series, and I'm like, we'll see how well it does <laughs> to get that far. Maybe they'll make, you know, each installment self-contained enough, so if it does get canceled, it won't matter. That would be the smart thing to do, but it's being produced by Toei. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, um, who watched Garo 4 and 5? I did. Uh, I saw 4. I saw both, I think. <laughs> kind of lost interest, Mickey? Basically. Mm. It's not actively bad, it's just kind of there. I, I, was, I, was I, impre- I was fairly impressed with 4. Like, okay, so, you know, 4 basically was, you know... Well, do you think we're using too much CG? Here's a bunch of real suit action. Including a brand new one. Yeah. The, the Johnny Darko suit. <laughs> Axe. Oh, was that yeah. actually a suit? Because it yeah. kind of looked like CG to me. No, that was a suit. It was a suit. Well, they fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> nice trick. Yeah, good for them, I guess. They created something so... Fake looking that I can't tell the. Maybe they, they the went co- for maybe. they went the opposite direction into the uncanny valley from the, the top of the hill. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the, like the color and the lighting because it's kind of br- it's kind of bright for a Makai Knights. I think it's the shading on it. Actually, it looks like it's artificially shaded around the edges. They have done that before, um, and like here and there. So I can see that. The the thing that bugged me about four was, you know, we've had dude hanging around the park since the beginning of the series. Yeah, refusing like to do anything interesting. Who seems like he should be important, and yet in episode four, here we get this character from out of nowhere who's another knight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it, if it's a twenty five episode series as usual, then they'll probably crop up. I'm just saying, like, you know, do something with the one you already have on the sidelines, then do this one. Well, there might be a reason that he's being held back. 
because I don't he, he's been paid to appear in so many episodes, but they didn't want him in the, actually in the plot until much later on. <laughs> well, that that could be the case. Yes, actually. <laughs> but I like Daigo. I like the I like an axe as a Makai weapon. That's the, the weapon is fine. The character is flat as hell. Well, there's only. A I'm a very competent so fighter. I don't like you kids showing up on my turf. Raw, 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 raw. Chest beating, chest beating. Welcome to Makai Knights. <laughs> I suppose when you put it that way, he is just a more angry augury. <laughs> he kind of. He's flat. He is flat, 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 flat. Augury. Yeah, basically. Oh. You know that that can be a Makai Knight stereotype all you want, but if you're writing a series, you should write interesting characters. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. That's what made the end so good in the first place. Like everybody was super flawed. Yeah. Like hideously alarmingly flawed. <laughs> yeah. It but was yeah, kind of great, really. I can see that, but I'll give him a few more appearances before I, you know, write him off completely. Because they went through the trouble of making him a suit. He'll be back. Oh yeah. Well, didn't they make a suit for dude at the end of Makai no Hana, and it only basically got used once? Yeah, that was weird. But of course, Makai no Hana would just make monster suits and use them for a minute. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, the previous... <laughs> they just have a bunch of interns working. You want full <laughs> credit? Make me a suit. The previous two regular universe Garo series also had, you know, monster suits per episode that barely showed up. Until Makai, until Makai think he ran out of money. <laughs> Clearly, well, yeah. <laughs> Clearly and evidently. Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about that that like, time. Main, main character who suddenly gets an armor. He's yeah. It's not going to be a suit. It's going to be CGI because we don't have money. Right. <laughs> they they spent all their money in episode three that season doing the uh, motorcycle stunts. Probably. <laughs> Which was not a bad choice, mind you. No, no, no. I've been uh, rewatching Kuga since the V three subs went up with the Grongi dialogue, and I'm just I completely forgot how awkward the. Uh, debut of the Tri-Chaser was for how much they tried to shoehorn in, shoehorn in a motorcycle fight scene with it. Oh, we'll get to that kind of subject later. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I yeah, to yeah. I should have saved that because we'll get there. <laughs> to be fair, what you referred, what you're referring to, I kind of blocked out a little bit. Rightfully so, but it's fresh in my memory. <laughs> well, yeah, because you watched it today. I watched it last week. Yeah. Oh, yep. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was it was goddamn hilarious. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will. Uh, we'll never off of forget Kuga's uh, special Grongi Magna Doodle data pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, looking back at it, I can see why Mickey would have that reaction to Daigo's armor. It does look, and there's some Fake. shots. There are some shots where, it's, where it is CGI, and you can tell, but. So, I mean, there there suit. is an actual suit that they're using right. when it doesn't have to jump around. Right. But, you know, I guess we're just kind of glossing through the episode. Um, Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, 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 there is not that the much substance in, there to latch on to, let's be honest. The action in the episode was really impressive, though, at least. It, it was. That's like, you know, like I said at the start of this, this is kind of like, you know, they're showing we can still do practical suit combat and it will still look badass. Yeah, this. I mean, at the very We're beginning, still episode, us. That, that shot of you know Ryuga sliding through the horrors and Rian basically shooting his summoning circle at him was pretty badass. It was inventive. Yes. 
was a nice change of pace with that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird. You have a Garo episode with a happy ending, more or less. Yeah, you don't usually get that. No, they'll, they'll fix that next week. <laughs> well, Probably. yeah. He'll die in the first 15 minutes. Well, I mean, they did fix that for episode 5, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And they, and they did fix that for uh, um, Gills in the uh, Augido novel. <laughs> what did they do? Kill Gills off? They killed the dog off. Oh. <laughs> Worse than killing Gills. It is. They, they, the dog... The dog dies 15 minutes after the end credits stop. Even rolling. the dog! <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards! <laughs> oh. oh, Bioman. Was that Bioman? I thought I that think was, a... was Bioman. Was that Bioman? I thought that was Five Man, because it was the only episode we ever watched. Well, that might have yeah, been. It was like the man. drinking episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was five minutes. It was uh get the earth drunk operation or something like that. Yeah. No, it was just get the earth drunk. Oh okay. No, a worthy endeavor. Not that needs much help. They got the cars drunk too. <laughs> Old drunk Sentai car man. Sex. Yeah, basically. And then episode five was you know, typical Garo. I I liked I like the um aspect of you know Ryuga and Rian actually having to you know do footwork and investigation. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was kind of neat. But the part I liked about that the best was the whole "that's not a gun" moment. <laughs> <laughs> where, where dudes pointing a gun at them and they're like, and they're basically laughing in his face. <laughs> yeah, he, he, and he opens fire on them, and they just you know casually step aside. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing more of that in Garo. And, and, and I do love the look on, re- on their faces when they see it. They're like, is that supposed to be a threat? <laughs> <laughs> the actors sell it really well, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is the thing I do like about this series compared to, you know, last year's, is that Ryuga and Rian do have personality still. I mean, right. that, that's the actors themselves, so. Mm-hmm. And they play off each other well, too. Yeah. Whereas Ragan, whatever the fuck her name was, just kind of sat there. Myuri. And yeah, Myuri just does just kind of sit there. Literally. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, Riga, you know, interrogating some goon, which is pretty actually entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad what they did. It was just, you know, Formula Garo, basically. Yeah. But it was it was well it was well directed it was um, well staged and the fight with him and that guy where he actually loses his sword is well yeah done. I like I also like you know get the first person view at, at one point as well well and the thing too is like they're making a theme out of uh, Ryuga either ditching his sword or losing it accidentally yeah as, like they're making a lot of focus on that I'm kind of wondering if that's going to turn into some sort of a thing. Yeah. Later in the series, or they just want to show how much of a badass he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seems, you know, like everybody's telling him, you know, don't lose your sword. Your sword is your life. Yeah. But every episode, he's basically he losing his little... sword at some point. This, was he's... Like... this episode was another uh, creative um, transformation a bit too. Yeah. He had the sword just it stuck in the wall, hanging between those two planks. So he got it to to move and spin, and some of the 
the uh, armor while you know doing a rider kick into the guy's face. Yeah, that was that was weird. I didn't think you know just the sword swinging in a circle on its own would result in that. Well, now com- contrast that though to his transformation sequence in the episode four though. Where he, he starts to transform, you know, it's not, you know, fuck it, I'm not going to wait for my armor to show up. I'm going to charge them anyway. Where he's like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. Riga would be dead. That was retarded. Riga would be, I thought that was kind of awesome, actually, but, you know. It was, was spect- cool. it was spectacle for the sake of spectacle, which I don't mind. It didn't make any sense, though. It's like, I'm going to call my armor. No, I'm going to go charge into battle without my armor. I mean, there was no plan for Eon to send that thing out there. She just started like, oh, crap. Hey, uh, well, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, well, it is an example of, you know, he would be dead without her, basically. <laughs> Many times over. She's his Usada. He <laughs> 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 has some Yoko qualities, doesn't he? Yeah. We can't afford <laughs> to have him get dumber? No, I don't think we can. <laughs> <laughs> To no, be that... fair, to be fair, that was most of the plot to the end, though. We can't it's... afford to have him get dumber. <laughs> Very true. No, I like what they did with the horror for this, though. You know, not even a full suit, just yeah. a good makeup job, basically. It reminded me of some of the better makeup jobs on Buffy. Specifically. Mm. Just the way his face looked reminded me of that. You know, it was just, it was a it was an interesting alternate direction to take, and it seemed like it was trying to explain a little to what Decade and Morticia are about. Yeah. And there's not enough follow-up there, either. It'll come, though. Well, that, that that's just, you know, the, this is the start of the plot, so, you know. Yeah. It's only episode five, so 20 more episodes after that. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them not telling the whole story for the villains or anything right away, but they could at least give us a little something. They are. That's what episode yeah. five is. Yeah. E- episode five is like the process of starting to show what they're doing. You can't have everything all at once. Not in the Garo series, no. Well, no, and this actually, the plot's moving faster here than it usually does in a Garo series. Usually you have to wait till episode 13 to get basically anything. Well, and if you think about the and the also, we spent more time than this before we started getting a handle on yeah, what I was mean, going on there. I, I think in the the end the, the in the first thirteen episodes, the only thing you really get is um, when Inho gets possessed by the horror, and mm. beyond that, it's a lot of episodics. Yeah, and you, they set up a few things like you know um, Takara's underage girlfriend. <laughs> But those early episodics, though, they were all interesting. They were, yeah, they're unique stories. Yeah, uh, they have said they are going for a more serialized approach on this series, so which but... I don't mind as a concept. No, because like we had the first series to set up who these characters are, right? Through the episodic stories, right? You know, we can we can do something more focused with them now because there is that background available. Correct. Which I and think I'm still is... wondering how much we're suffering not seeing the movie that's supposed to tie into this. Uh, the more this, the more this proceeds, the less I think we are. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it was. It, it's. I think it's its own standalone story. It has. Um, it has Ryuga. It has uh, Rian and their you know new uh, side characters plus their watchdog. But that it, they just have the characters. It just seems like a, a completely um, separate adventure. 
you know, the first couple episodes, yeah, you're kind of losing out without having all the backstory that the movie provides. But as this goes on, it's turning into its own thing. By by episode four, it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. So that's that, that's the status quo. We kind of shoehorn that in a little awkwardly, but never mind. That. And, and that's probably why I started thinking that it's getting better with episode four. Yeah. Because they're not, Cause they're it, not is, it is just taking off on its own now. Yeah, it's not Stu Horner. It's like, hey, hey, we had a movie a month ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think like even the com- trailers and commercials for it at the end of the episode has stopped, as well. Well, it's probably out of theaters by now. Yeah. Kind of stupid to keep commercials in if it's not in theaters anymore. Well, yeah, it's true. That's mm-hmm. I, for- I forget stuff in Japan has really short theater runs, like a month, if that. Yeah. It has to be. It's pretty much going to be something like, you know, a big international thing like Avengers that's going to be in there more than a month. Mm-hmm. Well, theater space is limited in Japan. Much like everything else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Japan should just start building upward. Well, you know, ha- make up make up for their it, lack of side to side space with height. Isn't that basically? Oh, so to switch movies to the iPhone format. Yeah. Tall screen. <laughs> you, you mean uh, by videos of people who don't know how to shoot movies? Correct. Yes. Well, except those people will be the visionary directors because they were ahead of the curve. Oh, God. So, Zack Snyder, then? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> you said people who don't know how to shoot movies. Well, yes. That's true. That's very true. Or, you know... I could say a lot, but I won't. <laughs> Nothing could be better than that exchange just now, anyway. Frickin' sex. So I think the point is, Garo is good. Yes. It's good enough. But maybe not good enough to keep talking about. Unfortunately. It, it, uh, as well as... It, it might but we, we went well. through this with Bekai Ohana too, and you know that that turned out <laughs> to be just fine. Yeah, as, as well. The thing with it as well is um, with it being serialized, we're obviously not getting we're getting the plot and like instead of like getting those big plot episodes, we're getting it here and there. A little bit, yeah, a little bit through every episode, right? Which makes it a little bit hard to actually like you know. It's, it, cause it's not like Gaim, which still has to kind of adhere to a certain toy formula. Like, yeah. even if it's serialized, it still has to hit certain beats. The other thing, too, is Gaim had a huge cast. Yeah. So there was always something going on outside the plot. Correct. Here it's just Ryuga and Rian. Yeah. Basically. More or less. There's well, a, and, and Decade a... and Morticia for the five minutes well, per episode they appear. Well, yeah, if that. <laughs> and that guy in the park. <laughs> But mostly it's Ryuga and Rian. Which I like, but, you know, your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. I've always said, uh, not uh, not everything in Garo is for everybody, and not every Garo, and, you know, Garo in general is not always for everybody. And, you know, no Garo will be the end again. No, that, that hit a lot of good point uh, beats. It's, it's, and it's hard to just, like, you know, recapture that precisely. Mm-hmm. When Can't you try to... Like- Bottle. When you try to do that, then you get Common Rider Drive. <laughs> AKA, oh god, we wish we were double. <laughs> <laughs> well, and going back to I'm rewatching Kuga, like 
Kuga's involvement of the police is great. Versus Drive's involvement <laughs> of the police. Yeah. Ichijo is Ichijo is actually a competent police officer. Well, okay, so like episode two of Kuga, As you know, he to knows Kiriko or or Tomari himself. <laughs> episode two of Kuga, Ichijo knows he's going to confront what is probably one of the monsters. And he takes a shotgun. Yes! Because he's Ichijo got half smart. a brain. Yeah. Yes. Now, admittedly, he gets three of his ribs broken and left in a burning church, but not all plans work out that well. <laughs> well, He, the, he still the, took the shotgun. Even the best plans do not survive first contact with the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. Yes, but, but you, then you have... Everybody in Drive, who is supposed to be a police officer. And instead, they're complete and utter idiots. Look, I, I still maintain what I said when Drive started, that that whole special investigation squad was put together because nobody else in the entire department wanted to deal with those people. And you want to know, and you, but you want, you want to know what you're supposed to do with incompetent people like that? Fire them? Fire them, yeah! <laughs> I th well, I but, thought... but I thought the people. I thought the incompetent people were promoted. They have to be incompetent in a certain way. That's the thing. Have they got anybody killed yet? Well, no. So they're not going to get promoted. Exactly. No, 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 no. But they're public servants, so they can't be fired. That's the thing. Yeah. But anyway, Gold, the thing about Goldstorm is that it's trying to do something different with the same characters as opposed to trying to do the exact same thing, which is different. Which I'm not, I'm not going to fault them for trying no. to do something different. And I like that, actually. Yeah. Because at, at, if you remember, the end itself was something very, very different when it started. Too. Oh, yes. But it oh, yes. Scarrow before. And there were several people who had who were, who were you know fans of the franchise before that were like, the hell? <laughs> but there was other people who were fans of the franchise before who did and still do recognize that was like the high point of the whole thing. And then and then there were people that were just never seen it before that who were able to jump in cold without watching fifty episodes and two movies, three movies. I don't know. Because basically high, high good writing tell. sells itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. But I mean I think Garo has good writing in general across all the series. It's just a matter of getting that into a setting that will resonate more. Yeah. Or is what kind of Hana was just really uneven. Unusually uneven. Makino Hana actually had the problem of doing what we want Goldstorm to do, which is to be its previous series. Yeah. It well and no, it didn't try to be its previous series. It tried to be the first series, but without a plot. Well, yeah, but I mean if if Makino Hana if that setting comes back again, you can kind of expect that the second season is going to be Makai Senki again. You hope. You know, it's, it, that's just re <laughs> well, what I'm saying is it's trying to recreate that right. Gara world. And that didn't work out great from our view, but, you know, it's that's what we're sort it's of still, saying we it, kind of wanted on Goldstorm. It was obviously still successful. Yeah. The franchise is still successful. It was still successful. The anime was successful. So, you know. Mm -hmm. As you'll, long you'll as have... that money keeps coming in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but like um, but so so the longer a franchise goes on, the more you'll have hit and misses. Yeah, like Star Trek Voyager. 
but yes, Light Star is Drake Voyager. So is Makai Senki Voyager? Not, not, or Makai Nohana Voyager? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying long-running franchise, and you have a series every once in a while that's, you know, just a miss. So is the end the TNG or DS9? DS9. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And and I guess Goldstorm right now is Enterprise. No, don't 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 say that. That doesn't bode well. But <laughs> I liked Enterprise. Well, yeah. I'm saying it's a positive thing. Okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> Look, all that matters is my interpretation. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Have you learned that's nothing right. in five and a half years with well, four and a half years with me in your case, Ken? <laughs> yeah. Obviously not. Look, Enterprise has what has on. Remember, Enterprise has a really, really big thing going for it. Scott Bakula. It's not Voyager. <laughs> oh yeah, well. <laughs> True, that's valid. Look, it's, Enterprise. It's also, Enterprise it's also has not. Um, it's also not the. Uh, you know, into darkness or anything like that. But Enterprise. Um, yeah, that has, would probably be the anime then, wouldn't it? Enterprise has no, two and a half. I mean, Two and a half good seasons out of four. I think that's pretty good. Okay. If that were um, in school, that would not be a passing grade. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter though, because uh, Enterprise. It's... If you if you apply the school analogy to Enterprise, Enterprise got pulled out of school early. Well, I mean that's more than a five hundred batting average. <laughs> <laughs> Here, look at look things the other way. Ken, are you seriously using a sports analogy on this podcast? I am. Does anyone here know what a batting average is? Yes, it's the amount of times per thousand that you hit a ball. Yes. Mm -hmm. The higher the number, the better a batter you are. Correct. That's where the phrase, I'm batting a thousand, comes from. Meaning you're hitting everything. This is not my point. I like how like Riley, you just explained that. <laughs> wasn't that the point, though? Didn't you ask if he even knew what that meant? My point was rhetorical. of <laughs> Sports jokes. And he gave you a rhetorical I'm... answer. <laughs> oh my Is god, I'm drinking more. Sport? It seems more like applied statistics. Quiet, I can't hear my alcohol over the sound of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one. <laughs> Baseball, I'm talking math now. Is that nerdy enough for you? <laughs> Baseball really is applied statistics, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's applied statistics, and then some guys run in a circle. Basically. Yeah. Baseball means two things. Beer and men in tight pants. Well, with have, with really thick priorities. arms. Sometimes there's pretzels, too. The the big soft ones or like the little hard ones you get in bags. Yeah, the big soft ones. Oh, that's fine. That I I approve of that. The the little the, bag... the big soft ones become big hard ones though. <laughs> the, those little ones that come in bags are terrible. They're just so dry. Yeah. Those are called peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with peanuts. It's um the pretzels that I have an issue with. They're too salty. I don't have that problem with the peanuts. Packed with peanuts, your mom's really satisfies. Salty. So let's take a break. 
You're listening to Superhero Time. Aufgepasst, Motomorph Rangers! Angriff der Aliens! Mit dem Chip aktivierst du den Verteidigungsmodus und verwandelst sie in coole Helden! Mit den Motomorph-Figuren schlägst du alle Gegner in die Flucht! Power Rangers Motomorph-Figuren, nur echt von Bandai! The new Nerf Bow and Arrow is coming your way and it means business. The power is pumping and arrows in your hand. Now your heart is thumping fire as quick as you can. Nerf Bow and Arrow. The enemy's coming. Now they're in your sight. Nerf Bow and Arrow. To the front of the line in the thick of the fight. Nerf Bow and Arrow. The mightiest Nerf adventure ever. Espere, espere, espere. Ai, 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 ai. Zoldam, o que que há no globo visualizador? É o futuro que está vendo, Alpha. É o Ranger Breno. And now, back to action with Superhero Time. Into the trash, it's you. So, um, I, I have a question for you guys. Now, yeah. we had, we've had Star Ninja for a couple episodes now. Yes. Do you think he's helped at all? No. I, like him. I absolutely think he is worth watching, but he's not enough to overcome the overall problems with the show. I have noticed, I don't think he, well, when pretty much right when he showed up is when Takaharu stopped acting like a, I mean, it's like as soon as he showed up, Takaharu got completely rewritten. <laughs> yeah. I, I have noticed the he shift still there. can't act at all. <laughs> I even, said rewritten, not recast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they even let him get his shit pushed in. And even though, even if he came back from that in the last week, you know. Star Ninja is the biggest abuse of a character concept I've seen in quite a while. Everything about him that should have been awesome comes off as grating and annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, and to top it all off, he's a fan of Grandpa. <laughs> Jesus to the fucking book. Christ, why would anyone be a fan of him? He has his book, too, in English. Uh, really? I, it's it's like they're pissing on my dreams. <laughs> it's a personal affront to like, offer me this vision of a character so glorious with a guitar sword and, you know, cheeseburger morpher cell phone. <laughs> and then they do this to him in execution. Uh, 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 I, I Fuck argue- you, Toei. I won't argue the point. I'll just say I like him. I like the show. It's, it has its flaws, but I like it. It's, Ken, it's, you're it's wrong, not, and I hate you. Okay, it's so... Not, okay. It's not Tokyujur, it's not Gokaijur, it's... You know... It's Gosager, It's certainly too. not Gokaijur. Nah. Okay, okay, so remember remember how I've said that... For me, it's like Geki Ranger, where it has some things that stick out, you but... You shut your whore mouth. Geki Ranger's but, amazing. This is nowhere near Geki Ranger's level. Okay, okay, okay. No, shut up. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> remember, remember how I said Shinken Gold made Shinkenger stay watchable for me? Like, I was bored with Shinkenger, and then Shinken Gold showed up, and I got interested in the show again. Yeah, but you were wrong right. about that. Because, shut up, Ken, because he changed <laughs> he changed the character dynamic of the show. I did, yes. Um, did better. Conversely, but... Star Ninja has been here for like three episodes now, I think, and he has been completely assimilated into the dynamic. Hmm. Like, like Star Ninja has not influenced the show in any way. He has just been dragged down into the shithole. Well, shithole aside, I can see that. 
I okay, wh- whatever though. He's not making <laughs> his own change to the show, and like you know, carrying the show will be exactly the same without him as it is with him. It's yeah. not a dynamic change, yes. And like he did not even have the go say night grace period. Like his period of trying to kill the Ninjas lasted for literally five minutes, and then it was over, and he was cooking them breakfast, and he didn't even poison it. It might be, it might be a case of where there were some definite changes, say to Go Busters as it was going running uh, behind the scenes and whatnot, even before the massive. Um, Re, uh, you know, retool in the b- middle of the series. There were still that's because pieces. they considered GoBusters a failure. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Um, they might see. I mean, it could be that the producers are totally see these issues as well, and they're wanting to inject him into the di- dynamic quicker to try and you know account for that and change things up. But yeah, I can see where you're coming from. You know, like, we, we were all hoping for Star Ninja to adjust Ninja. Yeah, him assimilating so quickly uh, screams to me of the producers, you know, tweaking things. Because I, they, yeah, their, I don't know about that. I, well, I, I think it would have been too quickly. It would have been too soon for them to be tweaking how he was integrated. No, not really. Not with not not with the the production schedule they work on. Considering that the episodes that are airing now were filmed like a month ago. If it's that. not about production schedule. It's about measuring the response on the airwaves and the toy sales. Mm-hmm. And well, that would well, have been way on. Yeah, the toy sales actually did pretty well, though, so I guess that doesn't work. Well, yes, yeah, that's the initial burst, though. What they'd be looking at before the many changes is the, the basically the 10 to 20 range to see how things are continuing to sell. Right, right, right. Yeah, something like that. The weird thing is, too, Star Ninja's merchandise didn't come out until, like, two weeks after he debuted. As opposed to, you would... See, that also makes me think that he was bumped up. <laughs> because of the show's schedule changed. But the well, yeah, merchandise but... release dates didn't. But, yeah, but see... If it's, if well, the Star Ninja's merchandise no, no, no. could have had his release date changed. Yeah, but... That was far here's, enough forward. Here's the, th- here's the thing. If... If um if the if it had aired when it was supposed to, that meant his merchandise would have come out three weeks after he debuted. Yeah. So that 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 screams to me that there was something in there that the the producers are thinking that he feels a void of, or that they think that he adjusts something, even if he doesn't as much as you would like. It does feel like he was bumped up, though, because the plot is otherwise. Unchanged, really. More is the pity. Yeah, I believe that's what we're getting at as being the whole problem here. He's not changing anything. <laughs> yeah, on top of him not changing the dynamic of the Ninjas, uh, the villains are incredibly uncharismatic. Well, They're as generic the... monster as you can get. I mean, QAnon's uh, I, I like... interesting. And, and now, you know... Um... And we barely know a damn thing about her, either. Well, um... well we know one thing now. Can I spoil this week's episode? Sure. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about one of them anymore, so we'll probably be getting new so- new ones soon because they But the of- actor hasn't gotten a fl- uh, flower bouquet yet, so he's probably it's, not gone for good. It, it's a suit monster. Oh. <laughs> Blade Run 2.0. No, no, he I mean, I mean, he's a suit monster. They don't get that. <laughs> they they don't flower the voice actors. Yeah. 
or in the suit actor. So yeah. But yeah, uh, there was the reason why uh, Grandpa was so reluctant is so reluctant to uh, train Star Ninja is that there was one non-family member that he uh, tra- that he had trained before and it did not go well. That person was Yaoi Kuemon. Oh, that's a monster. Okay, I'm 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 interested. I'm 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 interested to see where QA Bond goes, but I can see why it wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea. I'm just disappointed that Star Ninja's backstory isn't what I had made up for him, which was that he was uh, <laughs> uh, Grandpa's <laughs> illegitimate son from America. Well, well that's that. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> What? That would have been a good backstory. It would have. <laughs> just because your fan fiction did not come true. <laughs> I think that's a perfectly justifiable reason to say something's <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh, look, did, our fan like, fiction did come true for Tokyujur. Yeah, all yeah. of it. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> Either came true or was not disproven, which is about the same in my book. I did like the theory that if Takaharu is a bridge Goku, Star Ninja is a bridge Bandit Keith. <laughs> that would require me to have watched uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge to, you know, get the... Uh, that's kind so, of Star Ninja's personality would have worked a lot better if they had patterned him more to be at, like Hiromu from Go-Onger. But he was cool. Instead of... Somebody throw a chicken at him. <laughs> You want you want you wanted him to be more of the cool suave type instead of kind of goofy. Instead of uh, a used car salesman, <laughs> an advertisement <laughs> turned up way too loud. See, you know, that's what I like about him. So I can't say shit. <laughs> it feels like they're trying to make another Takaharu, which is a huge fucking mistake. Because yes. Takaharu is fucking terrible. Well, now, okay. Works, Takaharu now, could now, be better the if the Takaharu's actor could work. character, as written in the early and pretty much as a complete goofball, would be perfectly fine were he not treated as the leader. Also, if the actor could, you know, act. Yeah, yeah. If One the act, the- if the actor could do the part with some charisma, if he could be Kenta, if he could be Kenta, it would be fine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because Kenta is this like exact no person emotion in the way he delivers any of his lines. His like you know, uh, like that fired up thing they try to make for him as a catchphrase. I'm getting fired up. Yeah, it's delivered so flat. He doesn't buy it, and neither do we. So why bother? Exactly. You know, Kenta is is this exact personality type, but that actor could actually do the part. Because they crammed him full of Ritalin and Adderall and cocoa puffs before every scene, and it was amazing. <laughs> Oh, I want some cocoa puffs now. Ah oh, man, I need to finish. I need to, I need to finish. I prefer Ranger. cocoa pebbles, to be honest. But yeah, cocoa pebbles are like the flavor is too strong. Cocoa puffs have that perfect balance of like uh, corn plus, and plus uh, the pebbles, chocolate imitation. Uh, the, the cocoa pebbles basically soggy, basically the perfect... soggy too quickly. So so then it's just all. It, it's well, I don't, like I don't have milk, but they might eat them dry. Um, uh, wow. Well, here, here's um, the solution: the pebbles. You put them in the glass, so you can just drink them when they turn to slush. Yeah, they're still slush. Delicious slush. Nah. That nah. sounds like my sister's thing of putting a bunch of Oreos in a glass and pouring milk over them, waiting for them to soften and eating it all with a spoon. 
That's that's brilliant. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I want to try that. Sona's yeah. genius. Sona's point of view is chocolate milk. She should market that. Hey, you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, this this sounds too good. This... No, 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 no. Yeah, this, we all gotta is, try that. This, this is too good for Giga Beetle. I do have some Oreos in the fridge. I think. Do you have milk though? Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? You keep them in the fridge? <laughs> they last longer that way. You do realize that Oreos are ninety-five percent preservative, right? Also, that, that's also, what the white that package survives more than one Oreos. How long are you planning on keeping those things uneaten? <laughs> Did you, did you buy like a five pound box of Oreos or now, something now, now, from see, Costco? If you said something like it's to keep the ants out of them, I would have bought that. Right, one. or the mice. Oh yeah, or or, or the raccoons. We already know about Paladin, and that he stockpiled or, about a, a thousand cases of pitch black. <laughs> what? Paladin? Paladin? It's not keeps, a thousand cases. Paladin keeps the Oreos <laughs> in the fridge to keep the how many out cases of them. is it, Paladin? Zero now. Oh. So, are you buying up all these limited edition Oreos in mass quantities to save them, <laughs> so that when you know, when you get a craving for the, the cookie dough flavor thirty five years from now, you can pull one out of the archives? No, no. Basically, are you being savor like a fine are you wine being with cookies and soda? Oh, gross! <laughs> Except that you're doing it on purpose and not just by out of negligence. <laughs> <laughs> no. You should no. talk about pizzas for XV. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to. You don't, you don't want to be, you know, an accomplice. I think I ate the last of the pizza in the fridge. Anyway, how old how... was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, four days. Oh, that's that's not even worth it. The moral of the story know, is it hasn't even it, it hasn't even grown its flavor yet. <laughs> how did that pizza taste? I always wondered. A little freezer burn. I mean, what do you expect? It was in the freezer for like four or five years. It would be fantastic if you actually left it in the oven too long, too, so it was freezer burned and oven burned. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Um, It's like like dividing by zero. (laughs) Well, it's a synergistic reaction. You actually get more out of it than you put in. So it's like multiplying by. That's zero. just basic physics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, the moral of the story is Ninja is a bad show, and we're not going to watch it anymore. Or at least most of us aren't going to watch about. We're most of us are not going to watch it. None of us are going to talk about it. The end. God damn it! I miss Dino Charge. Me too, and Tokuger. Yeah. And go on here. And go Buster. So, Ninja is so bad, it makes me not want to watch the upcoming Tokyo crossover that I'm sure they're going to have. Well, yeah, you I was going to say, about... we're going to have to watch at least one more episode in Ninja then, aren't we? You don't have to worry about the uh, crossover until, uh, like, next March. Uh, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. That's That's future our problem. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Perfect. So anyway, we were going to talk about Gaim Gaiden at some point here. Were we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Except Paladin didn't watch it. Well, I guess that yeah, means go ahead. I don't care. I guess that means you don't have to talk about it, Mickey. Well, your mom. 
she didn't watch it either. Okay, so I'm guiding time. Um, I'm gonna take a nap. Let's side storying. Let's revisit a writer series that was great. Like how the door, how you could hear a door in the background right after he said that. That was his chair. Yes, like, <laughs> that was my chair. It sounded uh, like a squeaky door. Well, it's a squeaky. I can't kind of imagine thing. Ken podcasting from a saloon in the old west. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, a sarsaparilla in one hand and a laptop in the other. Uh, well, let's be real. That's way too badass for me. Maybe, but you're also wearing those big old frilly skirts like the can-can dancers had. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? All right, so since it's been forever since we watched Guy, I want to start off with a flashback of... Something Pac-Tor that didn't actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it sort of happened. It was when Takatora was giving Kota the grand tour of the forest, giving some context of when this is sort of supposed to be going down. Mm-hmm. Ish. Kind of, sort of. Roughly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I need to side story. Right, right. They kind of tried. Yeah, you can sort of massage it away. Yeah. Look, nothing nothing deliberately conflicts here. Yes. And, I, and uh, I, I will say up front, there's a couple of interesting things in here. It's just wrapped in something else. But go on. <laughs> so Takatora has a quick conversation with Sid about flamethrowing plants that it's probably awesome. I don't know. I don't remember. The important <laughs> thing here is after we get the title car, we go on back to Takatora Mansion. We get to meet. Tak- yeah. Kurashima Mansion. Uh, so we meet Takatora's dad, uh, who is going on and on about noblesse oblige and les enfants terribles. <laughs> <laughs> it's apparently as their duty as one percenters to uh, raise up the ninety-nine percent or some nonsense. Talk to her like, pretends that he cares. This sounds like communism. <laughs> so as Takatora is done flashing back, because uh, Michi has returned their old former maid to them, uh, who, as we find out, is not just a maid. Uh, she also wants to bang Takatora, and he wants to bang her, but he can't screw the help. <laughs> but that's okay, because she doesn't work for them anymore. <laughs> and Michi's just confused by everything, because... Mitchy. Yeah, because Mitchy. Basically. I mean, it, because it, well, no one's and shooting was, anyone in the back, so he has no idea what's going on. Right. And this was around episode 20 in the series, so he hadn't gone off the deep end yet. Uh, he was on his way. Yeah, he was teetering. <laughs> he was on his way, and that shows in a little while. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get another flashback to explain more of who this chick is. And apparently, uh, their dad, uh, when he wasn't running a museum, Uh, stole some orphan off the street to be his personal slave because they're the same age. They'll get along well. Ooh, Cylons. Uh, but yes, um, apparently, you know, child slavery is okay. Because <laughs> what little boy doesn't want his own personal slave that makes own terrible por- apple own tarts? personal orphan slave. <laughs> yeah. I assume he contacted Orphan Master at some point to order her. Dr. Ho. <laughs> Well, he, he probably was the orphan master since <laughs> he he called Doctor Ho. Who? Ho, oh, that's who. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, the matey tart. She made a tart. 
<laughs> and uh, she burnt it and filled it full of like cardboard or something. But Takatora ate it anyway because he's polite. He has manners. He's rich. Noblesse oblige. <laughs> so flash forward, flash forward back to the present. And she's like, oh, remember the time I made you that terrible apple pie? And he's like, yes, it was awful. You suck. <laughs> and she's like, uh, aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? He's like, nope, that shit was awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the time, at least, he's honest. <laughs> uh, Michi continues to look confused, and we get a nice little cutaway of Sid getting his ass kicked by a shadow. Always nice to see that, at least. Yep. Doesn't even get a chance to transform. He just needs a nice drink. (laughs) So the next day at work, Marika... Hey, Sid, how about some Cherry Crush? (laughs) (laughs) So the next day at work, Takatora comes in, and Marika's going to bring up the speed. Like, holy shit, did you hear about Sid? He got his ass kicked. He's almost dead. And Takatora's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And nothing of value was lost. I like that through both of these stories, Marika's reasonably involved. Yeah, uh, fair. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just like one or two cast members. that They got most of them back for this. Yeah. They got the entire supporting cast back, plus or minus. Like, they, didn't, they didn't get like, you know, the team Gaim dancers, but who cares about them? Right, right. That's basically all you were missing. Well, they were out on stage. These weren't in the scenes. Oh, right, right, right. So, uh, after work in the parking garage, uh, Takatora is accosted by his maid, who, that's not creepy at all, she's hanging out in the parking garage where he works. Stalking him? I mean, shouldn't she be at home doing his laundry? That's what he pays her for. How did she find his car? Because remember when Kota went to Yggdrasil? I'm assuming she cleaned it at some point. No, but remember when uh, Kota went to Yggdrasil to look for Takatora, there's like no record of him working there. It's not like he's going to be down in the public parking garage. Continuity. What's that? <laughs> well, you know, they have a conversation, and, and she basically says, why don't you come up to my place and stick it to me? <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. The implications are there. And Takatara's like, yes, I'll follow you home and eat your pie. <laughs> and she serves him a lovely-looking pie, but... Oh, hey, hey. subtext. Um, Is that a metaphor? From Takatora's Taka- no, expression, I, I'm it pretty like sure it's a metaphor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a metaphor. Instead of being filled, the- filled with sweet, fresh fruit, it's filled with probably sardines. <laughs> so apparently, she's got a career ahead of her as uh, a Sentai Yellow, since she can't cook. Or a pink. Or a pink. Well, yeah, any female in Sentai really, because none of them are competent. In general, mm-hmm. there's exceptions, you know. Go Kyger. Like, you know, G Ranger Yellow. <laughs> I, I, I believe you mean Jew Yellow. That's racist. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> it's double racist. Well, it could be like, you know, uh, dye yellow. God dang it. Although that's just Bioman. <laughs> <laughs> yellow yellow <four>. <laughs> <laughs> In stereo. 
We're so available. after the terrible dessert, uh, <laughs> Takatora takes his maid out to the balcony, and they have a nice milky moment, and I, I assume that he gets some sticky on his wiki. Yeah, That's can. the terminology kids use these days, right? I don't, I'm trying to be more hip with it to attract a new crowd. Yeah. Takatora's actor was teasing a romance scene before this came out, but I think fans were expecting something a lot more explicit. It's Japan. That that is pretty explicit. <laughs> we should have at least seen his butt cheeks. I mean, writer shows don't have problems with that. <laughs> Didn't well, we see the... them in the series? Didn't he have the shower scene? Yeah. Are you saying you don't want to see his butt cheeks again? I mean... I'm just saying we have. It's not like that's a... I mean, I'm pretty sure you could bounce a turkey off them. Bounce a turkey off them. Why is that the first thing you go for? Have I was thinking something heavier turkey? than a quarter. And I don't know. I was thinking of a nice Thanksgiving turkey. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the basement of Yggdrasil, uh, Marika's wandering around to, trying to be a victim. And it worked. Uh, Apple Arms shows up and kicks the shit out of her. Gee, apples. We're seen those in this in this special so far. But you know, that, that's fine enough, America. Let's get to the real star of the show, Ryoma. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this 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 is this is one of the two best scenes in this half of the special. There's um, just Ryoma... not a scene that Ryoma's in that he does not steal. Right. No. <laughs> and, 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 and it's even when he's just acting so casually as he is here, it's just some, some of the things he says. It's like, "Oh, I miss you, you miserable mother." <laughs> he would be the perfect person to play Liquid Snake. <laughs> oh my god! It's like you can just see the slime coming off of him almost. He I don't think that's slime. His business. Either way, it's fantastic. Look, I I am so glad we are getting thirty minutes of Ryoma. Uh, I mean, what, what, can they, what can they even do with that? It hasn't already happened. Demonstrate oh, just, how he cut his brain out. I mean, is it just going to be thirty minutes of him sitting in front of a computer typing with that look <laughs> on his face? Tell me you would not watch that. And love oh, it. I would. I would. <laughs> I would watch it on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> This episode make... Guy I'm Guiding, Ryoma joins a forum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, back at Takatora Mansion, Takatora is digging through his dad's old shit, uh, where he finds prototype Loxied notes, and uh, a bunch of photos of children with big red X's over their faces, which, surely that doesn't mean anything ominous. Kept in with records of a... Ch- uh... Orphanage facility. So now we see where Mitchie gets it. So is Ryoma the new orphan master? <laughs> well, since his dad just died, seems like it. Well, if the place well, was still. Well, open. is that a hereditary title or would it pass down to like the, the vice orphan master? Hmm. No, it doesn't matter since the place is closed. Maybe they have to have That's like true. a contest of like orphan strength. Like there's not a there's not a clear line of succession. They they just have they have to compete for it. Like you gotta see how many like bowls of gruel you can karate chop through or <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well Takatora is attacked by something, vines or some shit, and they take away his melon lock seed. 
which oh, are no. trying, which are trying to kill um, Mitchy, but Mitchy. Oh yeah. no! I was mentioning there. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to him. <laughs> Whatever would we do without Stop. Mitchy? No. Good old, Think of the good, children. Good old reliable Mitchy. He'd never stab anybody in the back. Stab? No. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ken. That's the joke. Thanks, Paladin. You're welcome. Yeah, well, in the morning, Takator decides to check out the orphanage to see what's going on there. There's probably clues. So he shows up at the front door, and I'm wondering where yeah, they found a building that's dilapidated. It's the exact same place as uh, that shocker guy's uh, old lab. From really? uh, the Hey, where's the neon ball? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the first thing I noticed when he entered is that right when he comes inside the door, there's a bunch of shoes there. Yeah. Still. Which means there's a bunch of people that came in that did not leave. Yeah. That's not a good sign. No. And actually, <laughs> this part of the special is effective, I think. It, it, it kind of hits that... It It is o- like... Ominous vo- guy kind yeah. of vibe. Okay. Have any of y'all ever actually been in an abandoned school? No. no. It's terrifying. Uh, hmm. There was one in our neighborhood, and you could... Basically, just walk inside it because it was boarded up for years, and they stopped caring about keeping keeping people out. It's creepy as shit. It's some Silent Hill stuff to walk through an old school that's been abandoned. Yeah, that it still has all the old stuff in there. Yes, all the desks are there, posters in the wall, but they're sort of falling apart and grody, and yeah. So this scene is kind of creepy as shit. Yeah, especially when he gets to the basement where he finds. Where they chained the children to tables. Yeah! Oh my god. Children's entertainment, folks. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, this will get worse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, um... Shit. And don't, don't worry, one of them is still there. Sort of. <laughs> yes, it's time for a Biker Ninja. To... No, I was talking about more at the Invis that's still just kind of lurking back in there. Oh, <laughs> Well, Maid Bitch shows up and decides, I'm going to kill Takatora now because I have to. Because I was oh, one of these orphans, and I've got to kill you because of your dad. And by the I way, I killed kill your dad. Yeah, that too, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so, Takatora doesn't care too much about his dad at this point anymore. It, it, it's, kind of, it is, it's kind of funny. It's like, so you killed him. She's like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, he's dead, so you could not kill me, right? Like, no. <laughs> but you know, it, you know, like, almost said thanks, but it's like, <laughs> thank people. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, I mean, it, consider, taking this as canon, it does take it, make it an interesting thing. It's like, so, he, had, it, they've had people that are, you know, world leaders and um, leading scientists, hint, hint, um, and, <laughs> um, subtle. Yeah. And, um, you know, spies and whatnot, and this kind of explains, like, you know, with the Project Ark, you kind of wonder, is like, okay, you have this plan, but how are you going to execute it? How are you going to, you know, get people into certain places to have them agree to that? Well, that's because you've seeded the world government. Okay. <laughs> Basically, you can just show us the Illuminati. <laughs> like, if Foundation X was still a thing, this would dovetail in perfectly to that. Yeah. Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. I can't decide if it's a shame we lost that or a boon. Um, it more depends on like you know who would be writing those stories. Riku Sanjo, because it was always Riku Sanjo. Uh, oh crap! That means they're in drive now, aren't they? 
<laughs> oh no, okay. Well, I, I can't remember if that was... Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter anyway, because anything I? Foundation X was going to be, basically, got rolled back into Shocker. Basically. Because they decided to actually bring Shocker back instead of making a new Shocker. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> At least Foundation X had a good showing in uh, Forze, as it's Swan Song. Uh, the, the Forze O's movie, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that was, they... that was a good send-off for the concept. It was. Maid Lady you... pulls out her apple lock seed. And Takatora um, <laughs> basically wastes a bunch of time. He slowly backs out of the building, climbing up the stairs backwards, backing down the hallway, around the corner, backing up to the door. <laughs> backing his shoes back on. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but really, it's just also he can get her outside so he can say, Noblesse oblige! <laughs> And call out to the watermelon prototype seed. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll give credit. The um, apple armor does look nice. Yeah, it does. I like the mm-hmm. apple armor. Uh, I also really love the watermelon armor. Yeah, it's okay. It's, but, man, it's the colors. It's, it's, the colors it's, it's, work well on the Zangetsu undersuit. They do, especially uh, with the uh, additional uh, detail. Well, additional highlighting they gave it. Yeah, right, right. but like you know, the the Gatling shield isn't that impressive in practice. No, it looks a little um flimsy, actually. I, I like the concept like the of a spitting watermelon pump. seeds, though. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I purely like just how just changing the color of the the, the meat of the melon to red just yeah. works so well visually, selling yeah. it as a watermelon. Yeah. Although, like I, I think about it, like it's really said, weird that watermelons are multicolored like that. It looks good with the undersuit. It's just, you know, the, the armor itself is not all that special. Yeah. Why are watermelons green on the outside and red on the inside? Because they are. Because nature. I guess. <laughs> Why are cantaloupes orange? Because they're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> XB, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I walked right into that and I didn't even think about it. Well, Apple Lady starts night crawling around the place, but Takatora eventually decides, oh, I'll just machine gun you in the face next time one of those zippers opens up. Yeah. And it works. I like that solution. It's a good thing that her portals make a really loud, distinctive noise every time they appear and disappear. Yep. So it's time to upgrade to energy arms. Because, hey, that existed too. And I'm trying to remember what happened because I just lost my place. Help me. Uh, he he knocks her down, but decides not to kill her. Because and even, then, as, uh, even, even as she says that, you know, I'll keep coming after you. And then she, fa- kill her. And then she falls down the stairs into the basement. Right. But ah. apparently... Into the yeah. power chamber? Yeah. But... but <laughs> But the lock seat's having a strange effect on her. But that's okay, because she has another visitor. Yeah, I think it's raising her blood pressure because her veins keep popping out. Mm-hmm. But who has come to visit her? <laughs> it's our favorite that. scientist, Ryoma. <laughs> Professor our favorite, our, Statesman. Our favorite <laughs> leading scientist. Yes. And um, he does. he compares the lock seat she has to the fruit of the dead, incidentally. So, hey, 
foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Ret- retcon foreshadowing, but... Maybe that's what his guidance story will be about. Ah, yeah, possibly. Didn't he just... No. His side story needs to be just him building the drivers and finding the perfect voice to record the dialogue of the drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so like, it... you, you know Ryoma being Ryoma like, yeah. went to great pains to find just the right person to do all that. But you know, Ryoma being Ryoma, he turns into Duke and then just murders her. Because, oh. <laughs> hey, he was a product of this facility, too. Yeah. They're like, they're like siblings. Oh. He was an orphan. <laughs> Especially as now. That's so Shit. sad. I feel so bad for well, him. Well, if he wasn't, I mean, if he wasn't based on this, Ryoma's the type that would have just killed his own parents at some point anyway. He probably did. That's why. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's one thing that the, the Ryoma Gaiden could explain is what's up with the samurai theme? Why did you come up with that? Well, that's, kind of, that's what I'm kind of The answer kind of is because about. Ryoma. That's well, kind of what I'm yes, talking about, but... though, because like the 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 Duke side story could more or less be, uh, you know, the origin of the technology. Yeah. Because there's the last scene with uh, Takatora and Michi, and he's like, "So could you murder somebody <laughs> close to you, like you know me or Kota?" Yeah, I think so. I think I could. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That sounds good. Do you want a demonstration? That could work. I that like the sound of that. Problems. I just killed them all. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little on the nose, but on the other hand, it's Mitchy. So. It's hilariously uh-huh. on the nose. <laughs> like if he watched you know... it before his turn, that would have been like really like eye rolling. Like, oh god, I can see where they're going with this. But now it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like, purpose. <laughs> like, you know, throwing in the mention of Yamatsu Hegari is one thing, you know, kind of reverse foreshadowing that. But the whole thing with Michi is just like, you know, you know, <laughs> Ken, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Does anyone else think that Michi looks like a lot older in this? Uh it's been a year since... Well, everyone else looks roughly the same, but he looks like he's aged about five or six years. Well, at least we know Gakusano hasn't grown any. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that shows in part two. It does! So, Ken, Ken, you want to do part two? Oh, God, this is part of the... Okay, I guess I got something I have to. Okay, so we are roughly mid-twenties-ish in the timeline now. Uh, right after Kaito um, agreed to work with Ryoma and the Legion of Evil. <laughs> he joined that wrestling staple they had for a little while. Right. <laughs> uh, where he is aimlessly searching um, through Helheim for the overlords. Throwing down books in his wake. So, <laughs> what, so, what, did I, what did I call him when this was going on? Johnny Banana Seed? <laughs> so, Ryoma's contribution well, for this. Didn't, time... We should stick for that from now on. <laughs> Ryoma's sole contribution to this side of the side story is to call him up and say, Oh, yeah, um, so it's your anniversary of your, de- of your parents' death, right? It's like, gee, thanks, you asshole. <laughs> but no, no, no. Ryoma does one other thing in this. I forget. Does he? Is it actually the actor, or is it you? Yeah. Might... Okay, I forget. Yeah, I he actually appears. I forgot. Oh, anyway, uh, so we're gonna uh, then. Uh, Kaito has a small little flashback to his mother lying dead and his father hanging out in the yard. 
So I hereby uh-huh. nominate that Kaito's dad's name be declared to be Yamcha. Come on, Yamcha. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if I even wish to rest it, what comes later on Yamcha, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I'm not entirely in favor of that because it implies Yamcha reproduced. This is true. <laughs> and it pre- not necessarily. And it, he could have married into it. Yeah. Uh, possible. So anyway, um, we have... We cut to a hotel room where some guy is really spazzing out over. Um, I guess I can't say that word. Um, <laughs> what spazzing? Uh, I, we're not he, in the he's, UK. O- he's overrunning out over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> over uh, Kaito. And Shomon. Yes. Uh, Everybody Kaito loves Kaito. cake, though. Yes. Um, but because it, it appears that this guy looks exactly like Kaito. Even if he acts absolutely nothing like he looks him. like Kaito and acts like Sawsword. <laughs> I don't think I don't even know if that I put that on Sawsword. No, <laughs> Sawsword generally tried to behave more. Yeah. Also, this guy at no point uh, has a uh, has the butler throw away a spoon because it betrayed him. He also not the tops of anything. <laughs> of course, it also means that the butler didn't sell off the family heirloom sword because they needed money. So the butler's name is Alfred, of course, because of course, yeah, they're... because Zame City has got them. We established this, <laughs> right? Well, until the Blu-rays, <laughs> until the Blu-rays when it wasn't, right? So anyway, he he managed to uh, to uh, this. Um, uh, he's apparently um, four er, er. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to describe this guy, and I can't quite pinpoint it. His name is Shepper. He's from somewhere in South Asia, wherever that is. So that means uh, North Korea or Vietnam, right? Because they won't mention it by name. <laughs> uh, I would actually probably guess like Singapore, Singapore, Malaysia. Yeah, mm, yeah. So anyway, um, he uh, ends up, well, knocking Kaito out, stripping him apparently in public in daylight, and then leaving him uh, to be passed out on a bench. Which, frankly, is the most Kaito thing ever to happen. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, look, yeah. I'm, he got beaten. Of course. He, he had to be beaten some point in this, didn't he? He got beaten by someone weaker than him. It's very like object- maced first, you know. It's kind of hard to fight back when your eyes are on fire. <laughs> I don't think that was mace. That had to have been like, I don't know. Knowing him was probably perfume. <laughs> I Not even cologne, just straight up perfume. It does some white shoulders. He sprays. I will, I will give credit to the look of complete and unmitigated uh, contemplation of homicide on his face when he wakes up and realizes what happened. <laughs> so. It's onk levels of homicide. <laughs> yeah, he's gone beyond like this Kaito. He's gone. He's gone to onk. <laughs> he's gone to super Kaito too. Super <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, super, back God, the... super Kaito. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but his hair's not blue. <sighs> Dragon Ball, what have you done? <laughs> I, I, I watched the camera for that. Oh. Why? 
Because it was there. <laughs> and it was linked to me, and I, I just couldn't. You couldn't not. I could not, really. Well, to be fair, to be fair, like, they said there's going to be limited theatrical showings as the U.S. debut, and I'll probably go to one if there's one close. Yeah. Camera had had English subs even, so they already have those ready. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised they have... dancing. <laughs> okay, well, first, uh, there's uh, Alfred, who gets a call from his uh, from Shapur's father, who wants him to murder him. Cut to um, Shapur uh, finding Zach and uh, Dean Barron dancing. Now, this is strange for many, many reasons, least of all the fact that Kaito had abandoned them at this point. And the fact that he's smiling, which um, Kota and Mai come across to discover and get dragged into the dancing. I guess if you want to call it that. <laughs> They're all very, very confused. I will give points to the setup for this scene because, like, Mai makes the point they never studied Team Baron's dance. And so for most of this, Mai and Kota are not dancing the dance very well. They're dancing it better than... Kaito is. But that's kind but, of the point. Right, but they still like maintain the whole you know, they're not doing it quite right, and I kinda like that. Also yeah. it keeps continuity because Team Baron is much better dancers than everyone in Team Guy anyway. And they're able to adapt whatever this fake Kaito is doing pretty much immediately. Yeah, that, Whereas that is the two true. Team Guy dancers are like what? <laughs> Dancing? Like the, the, the Team Baron can do it at the drop of a hat while Guy would have to practice. It's, yeah, it's I kind of I, like watching the dip. It's kind of like the difference between uh, Beat Buster and everyone else in the uh, Go Buster ending. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, he I sold just, the shit out of those dance moves. I just, <laughs> I liked, I liked the consistency in how the dancing was choreographed. Yeah, uh, and you are right. Somehow Gakusano's height really showed, really. Like, if anything, I think he got shorter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like how. It's, 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 well, well, okay. So what happened? What happened is that what happened is he shrunk a little bit and just like inverted, and so now he's just constantly standing on his head, which is actually his feet. So it looks normal, oh, but he's smaller. Oh, uh, than he I was. think it may have been the weight of that uh, repainted crook, <laughs> that repainted uh, armor he was having to wear. Well, he's gonna have back problems later in life. The uh, the hair dye had an adverse effect, and it took like an inch off of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, of course, still remember like there was um, uh, the Common Rider War, which is middle of the series, and you had that kid actor who was, you know. Just a head shorter than him. <laughs> yep. He's going to come into the next Tyson movie and wander around like Mini-Me, isn't he? <laughs> mm. See, what they, need, what they need to do... Even has the same color costume. What they need to do is keep him in, um, you know, end-of-series Kota mode and just have him be, like, floating around the whole time. <laughs> yes. uh, see, the, the greatest special effect in Endgame in is uh, making us believe that he could be Takawa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's some it, great shot blocking doing that. <laughs> it is. Because they never really did the thing where he transforms and then shrinks. They always managed to to um 
Yeah, keep they the st- they angle the shots, they stage the setup. <laughs> uh-huh. So that, that you that's, only that's ever... why he's moving so often when he transforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is exactly it. Jumping off buildings and doing flips. But I love that kind of stuff in these shows. Yeah. It, 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 it's, a, it's a nice attention to detail. Yeah. Um, so it's anyway. called I... a, a Tom Cruise's dirt of photography to how to make someone look taller. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, they probably don't have the money to talk to those people. You know that. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, Kaito is trying to uh, find his uh, counterpart to murder mercilessly. Uh, <laughs> when Alfred and some goons show up to uh, take him away, but Kaito's not having any of that. He uh, starts. He just shrugs them off and starts to just walk, walk walk off until they pull out tasers and then. Kaito has been beaten again. It was a good effort. And, and he and he does redeem himself for this. So, meanwhile, at Charmont, uh, Chapur has manages, managed to take over the kitchen for an inordinate amount of time to make a cake while with nobody noticing. To be fair, the <laughs> I only assume that's because home... Oren has Jonichi out back beating the shit out of him. <laughs> I was just going to say it's I was just going to say it's because Oren for some reason left... dropped a trash on him and he hasn't found his way out of it yet. Oren has for some reason left Jonochi in charge and this is just what happened. Oh god, why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, this is what happens, I guess. But yeah, so uh, this because, is... Because, yeah, Jonichi... Yeah, Oren's image. obviously not there so and has definitely left Jonichi so, in charge. Yeah. Oh god, this is mid-series Jonichi at that. Um, so yeah, he freaks out about that way late after the fact. Um, everybody tries the cake. Everybody loves the cake. Yay. So, meanwhile, back up in the hotel room, uh, Alfred's going, you know, talking about you know, murdering Kaito. A- completely not acting like a supervillain or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kaito, you know, beats some ass and escapes. Because he is actually semi-competent sometimes. Right, so, like, with both hands tied behind his back, he takes out the two thugs. Yeah, he does redeem himself a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was I thought that was pretty great. And, like, Kaito being Kaito, it's believable, because those guys are just kind of... The only reason they got him in the first place was tasers. Yeah, and they attacked him in the back. You know, Kaito can't take anybody who's actually strong, but... Defeating an inferior foe, he's all about that. So, meanwhile, back Unless sharp... it looks like him. Well, he was taken by surprise again. I mean, that might as well have been a taser. Yeah. Back at Charmont, um, Orin gets a call uh, for a mercenary job. Uh, oh, af- after he has uh, taken Genochi to task for uh, <laughs> yes. letting someone else in his kitchen. Correct. Then he, get, then he gets a call on his, his cell phone that has the best ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, so Alfred, I, I want, I want. Okay, so yeah. when they get around to doing uh, the the Bravo Gaiden, I want a scene in that where he is transforming, holding a phone to the belt, over and over, trying to get the best recording of the belt sounds for his ringtone. <laughs> I, I want that to happen. Um. So anyway, uh, thus Oren, you know, transforms and is about ready to gut Sh- uh, Shapur there on the spot. Because a job is a job, you know. No, nothing personal, right? <laughs> um, so he tries to transform a 
right, don't walk to DNA. Oops. <laughs> Too bad this is the part of the series where Kaito doesn't have the Genesis driver. Right, right. Because those are universal. It was a nice attention to detail, though. Yeah. He could have just, you know, fumbled about and stuff like that, but they, you know, threw that in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, he rolls around the ground helplessly as um, Orin narrowly misses, takes, misses taking off his head several times. Still, Zack arrives, and he, he goes to butt heads with Orin. Which, which heads? Yeah. Chronologically, <laughs> would that be the first time they met? Um, Ish, I think. Oh, no, there was the dance-off thing. Like, the first time Zack transformed... Orin was, Orin yes, was right, I, for, I forgot Orin was behind all that. And plus, didn't they all go into the Hellheim together for that Lockseed collection contest? Uh, Zack wasn't Knuckle then. Yeah, he was. Oh, right, right, right. So, anyhow, um, they, uh, Maya escapes with uh, the noble kid, and Kaito walks up, and she's freaking out a little bit, because there's two of them, and... Kaito just, like, walks right past her and starts to throttle him. <laughs> you know, I'll give them credit here. Like, the compositing is obvious, but, like, the, the eye lines they use, the sight lines, right. actually match really well. I really, I really, I really like the shot of I do, even though it's even with obvious compositing, I just really like the shot of him just casually walking past Maya like she's not even there because for him she wasn't. But right. uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But like if the if the blending had been a little smoother, you know, it would have been really, really well done. Yeah, but it could have okay. been a lot worse. Just in what we've seen in Tokyo before. Oh, absolutely, yeah. definitely. So anyway, back up in the hotel room again. Uh, Alfred is speaking with Ryoma, who wants... <laughs> there he is. I forgot about him. Uh... <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so, anyway, he knows about the whole end-of-the-world thing coming, and his... his um, maybe, uh, his, maybe his boss is a product of the orphanage, too. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, but his uh, master wants uh, 500 Sengoku drivers, so that way select people can survive. And it's and they'll specifically be paying Ryoma for it, not Yigsu. Yes. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryoma's totally going to go for this plan. <laughs> uh-huh. But he's like, you know, if, if if all you need is you, your boss, and some select people, um, you don't really need that many drivers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's trying to plan something a lot bigger. But um, moving back to some warehouse or another. Well, he pretty much says that playing something for playing it for much bigger. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, But back in Toei's basement, uh, Kaito and Shapur have uh, traded clothes again. And Kaito just tells them, you know, when you go back, they're going to murder you. Have fun. Bye. (laughs) Uh, only for Alfred to show up in the same way that Kaizo left in Uh, (laughs) there's only one exit entrance down there so they drag him out back onto Toei's back lots (laughs) Um, of course and He's about ready to, you know, I don't know, snap his neck or something. So Ka- Kaito comes and beats those goons up again. <laughs> <laughs> and when he sees him holding him like that, he remembers his own father holding him like that and tossing him across the room. Because holy shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, memories. 
So this wouldn't have happened on this wouldn't have got they wouldn't have gotten away with this on the TV show. Even if it's probably worthy not, of, no. Even if, even, <laughs> even, if it's a, even if it's a background worthy of Urubuchi. <laughs> right. Uh but apparently he has the dragon fruit energy lock seed. Which is kind of badass, actually. It's very badass. That's alright, I guess. It has I didn't, dragon I didn't horns. Really. What more do you want? I what will it take to impress you? Dragon if it was, if it was, if it was orange, was, right? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but that's the hero of the show. <laughs> well, he's mostly blue, though. Oh, shit. Sometimes. Sometimes he's white. Yeah, and that really doesn't count. <laughs> his entire fruit basket. Um, <laughs> you're just mad his final form wasn't all orange. Kachidoki was pretty orange, though. He was. Very orange. And that was a better form than Kiwami. It yes, was. it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess probably better Kiwami was not solid orange, because, you know, then I would want the merchandise more. Yeah, this is true. So anyway, uh, so anyway, Kaito transforms into Baron, um, and is able to easily fight off an energy rider, because apparently Alfred just sucks that much. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's the uh, it's the Bravo principle. You know, a superior skilled fighter can still hold off someone with higher technology, and comparatively, Kaito is the more skilled fighter. <laughs> I never thought you'd say that. <laughs> yes, Kaito is a more skilled fighter than a butler. <laughs> I'm still not sure if that's really a compliment, honestly. Kaito is the more skilled fighter than the butler who had to hire guys that were beaten up by Kaito with his hands tied behind his back. Man, this gets worse and worse. <laughs> How many ranks down are we at this point? I'm not counting. I don't know. So anyway, and the green some, grass grows all around. Often some abandoned building of some sort. A lot of undisclosed areas in this special. In in an undisclosed abandoned building that happens to have a couple of identical motorcycles in it. Shh. Not there yet. Probably First, left I, over from we, the last thing. Are we even thing, missing any from the la- Probably left over from the last thing Toei filmed there. First, Kaito has to tell his origin story of a man whose father um, lost everything in spite of a lot of money, became a drunk, beat the shit out of his wife and his child, killed his wife, then hung himself. Okay. Seems a little harsh, doesn't it? I can see why uh, Kaito's got problems with Idrasil for stressing out his family to the point where that happened. Also, why Kaito is, you know, Kaito. Yeah. Yeah, just just a it bit. It kind of explains like, a lot you, about his character. Yeah, you don't grow up right after seeing that. No, you you don't. No, yes, you don't. No. I guess that's the sad part that this still kind of makes sense and flows with what we know about the rest of the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't explain Kaito acting kind of weird in the 20s, but, you know. Fruit poisoning. <laughs> okay, sure. Anyway, meanwhile, Pico um, stumbles in, as apparently Alfred has beat the crap out of Team Baron. Now, uh, okay, now I love that Pico's only role in the show is to get the shit kicked out of him and deliver a message. You mean Pico's only role in the show? That's what I just <laughs> yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. That's his only role. I love that they kept that in here. Is that his <laughs> job and the, the special just wasn't the show was to do get his ass handed to him 
and deliver a message and pass out. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So anyway, um, he finds Zach and he dies. Oh no, he, he doesn't. But it, <laughs> but it kind of plays like that, doesn't it? Just like the other time he got his ass handed to him and delivered a message. Yep. <laughs> or how many other times did that happen? Actually, I can't remember. Really, Team Bear is basically there to get the crap beaten out of them for Kaito's sake. Yeah. Even, even when it's Kaito himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then he, uh, Alfred, Alfred starts to randomly turn into a Invis. Only he doesn't. Then he transforms into the dragon armor. Okay. Then Kaito tosses him in some boxes and then he comes out the freaking dirt bike. What the hell? And then Kaito right. It's back. awesome. And, and then, then Kaito has an identical one. Is that what you want to call it? Yes. Stupid and awesome. I, 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 I was like, I was kind of, for like five minutes there, I was really kind of digging it. And then it was just kind of like, Huh? I mean, okay, like, if those had been, like, if those had been, um... Why is the butler on the, on the dirt bike? Why are if, they doing If flips? those had been Rose attackers, that would be one thing. This is worse they than were, Kuga! I'm going they back were to the clear point. They were just dirt bikes, I mean... Right, they are just... That, at least in Kuga, it was, you know, his actual bike. This is just, I, like, off-the-shelf, okay. random... It looks silly. And like, I will not deny like, this is the dumbest thing ever. However, it's so dumb. I love it. The part where <laughs> Kaito does that backflip for no reason in the middle of the warehouse. Like, I'm expecting some 90s music video to bust out or something. It's, it's, where's and, yeah, and, where's and, Stan Bush? And, now, 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 here's the thing. I love stupid shit. I love when obviously, stuff... Obviously, you're here. Yeah, obviously. Huh? I love it when stuff was just like like so ridiculous it circles around to be awesome. But this just it's it's stupid. <laughs> this is spending so many times between ridiculous and awesome and stupid and retarded that it just creates a blur between the two. Or four. <laughs> yes. Well between the good and the Whatever. bad. Um... It's just spinning so fast you can't tell which it is. You're just left stunned by the experience. Okay, but anyway, then he turns into then you know he um, slashes him with like this lance. He doesn't use it again. He still doesn't use his freaking lance like a lance. He uses it like a sword, <laughs> even when he's jousting. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least his character is consistent. I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. Okay, then randomly Marika shows up and it's like, hey, here's that. No, no, no. Randomly, they're in the. Then randomly, they're suddenly in the quarry. I'm skipping to that. I already got there. Um, oh come on! Wait, it wouldn't I be a toy motorcycle special production without a quarry, anyway. Also, he he went mango at some point too. Uh, that was early. That was much earlier. Um, no, he didn't does, mention that's it. That's the only so. other one he's got at this point, isn't it? Right. Yes. So um, he doesn't have the energy lock seed. So uh, Marika shows up and Yoko tosses him the um, apple lock seed from earlier, and Kaito gets his sword. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> he actually uses it like a sword, and I am disappointed. Why didn't he use it like a bow and arrow? <laughs> he should have used it like a bow and arrow. Try shooting it with the shield. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. He uh, attacked with the shield and blocked with the sword. On the other hand, though, this apple armor looks really good on Baron. It does. Yeah. Um, but it, it tries to turn him into an invis. Uh, apparently Yoko did not 
just kind of left that part out. I guess wanted to ch- see what would happen. <laughs> well, she did tell him to defeat it quickly. This is true. Um, so he he ends with an apple rider kick. And... Oh yeah, we kind we kind of glossed over where Alfred turned into an invis fully yeah. himself. Yeah, he turned into an invis and he he like uh, he like you know bio merged, digivolve straight up to ultimate. Right, right. It's fine. Um, and then um, as the as he untransforms, the apoloxy crumbles to dust. No, oh, no, he crushes crumble. it. He crushes it in his hand. Because like he real he realizes what it is, and right. as he's untransforming, he just breaks it in his okay. hand. Well, I don't use this into the show, so let's remove the temptation. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. So anyway, he 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 gets a letter from uh, Shapur, who is going back home to die. Because <laughs> he Shapur is certain that he has allies he can count on back at home who will help him to. Uh, Reclaim no, what is his. He's freaking. Uh-huh. He stands at the top of reclaiming what is his. He, he's boned. He, he's, he's boned. He's, he's completely screwed. Kaito doesn't yeah. care, but he's he's, he's screwed. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyhow, Kaito is at his family. Assuming that I mean, he could probably just go, "Hey, whatever. I don't want this company. Give it to the other. Give it to your other son. I don't care." Presumably, yes. And, One hopes. Maybe, or else his father is just like, well, I don't want to risk it. Risk it. Bye. Boom. Probably. Yeah, he's he's boned. But yeah. Oh. So speaking he's, of shitty fathers. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of shitty fathers, Kaito's at his family's grave. Uh, it was like they took crayon and wrote Kumon family on the gravestone. I, 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 well, That's that, probably all they could afford. He well, probably just, wrote it on himself. Are you talking about the Japanese uh, text or the English text? The English text, the, the the way it's engraved on there looks incredibly well, crappy. That, that, that's because that's, that's the suburbs. If you look at it in the first shot, it's not there. Oh, really? Okay, well. It was good enough uh, to fool me then to make it think it was just crappy <laughs> drawing on the actual So it was good enough to look like a crappy drawing. Okay, you know? Just kind of <laughs> like that Garo suit. Hey, that means that means that was actually good uh, sign typesetting, so. Yes. Okay. So anyway. He no no this isn't his story. He's at, he's, at, he's at he's at the grave brooding and he's like I will attain strength and destroy the world. <laughs> and because then this there's shit. And then and there's Minato stalking him. Yeah. More retcon foreshadowing. Uh huh. As we see um, Overlord Baron for a moment. I guess this. Uh, might also be hinting that the apple exposure started him down that road. Yeah. It does explain weird attitudes in the tw- in the mid twenties. Is it really retconning if it's not really changing anything, but just better explaining it? I guess not. I it's guess not. So not. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not really retconning. It's just like fleshing out. Well, filling yeah. in the blanks to a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, considering that some of these plot points they might not have fully con- that have might not have been fleshed out when they. At this point in the series, originally, anyhow. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually actively changing anything that was already no, shown no, to us, though. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. You just kind of have to assume Kaito was going back and forth. And then if you can assume that, then the Tokyo crossover actually makes, makes sense. Makes more sense, yeah. So it actually... Uh, was, it the, was it the Tokyo crossover or the, uh, the Kikaider crossover? Uh, no, the, 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 I don't think, was it Kaito and the Kikaider one? I can't remember. The Kikaider crossover was when Yggdrasil fell, wasn't it? Some, it was before the Yggdrasil fell. 
the um, whatever is that because, the Key Carter really, episode explicitly happened uh they, they explicitly prior say this, to episodes before it. Like this happened four weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, um whereas the Tokyo crossover is like, well Kaito went to Helheim in one episode, and the next episode he was still in Helheim, but he was present in the Tokyo crossover. But if you assume from here that he's going back and forth as it implies, then now that retroactively makes more sense too. So, hey. They pro- they they probably weren't even trying to do that, but it works. <laughs> and see, the can't sound like you is... actually it can't sound like you appreciate this more now after we've talked about it. No, here's the thing. I appreciate things that it does. I appreciate the background parts, but the actual core story of Toka and of Shapur, I don't give a shit about. <laughs> so it has things in there that I appreciate. But it's wrapped up in about 40 minutes of stuff I don't care about. <laughs> Plus that stupid motorcycle chase. <laughs> I can't awesome. fault you for hating the motorcycle chase, which I love. Uh, because <laughs> I fully recognize that's something that I should hate, but I don't I mean, push my stupid really buttons stupid. in all the right way. Uh, but the rest of it, though, it just seems like just regular game to me. I mean, it's a mix of silly with uber dark, serious stuff. Uh, lots of fleshed out plot points i mean the, the, the thing about the maid is that it's really so obvious just from the get-go it it doesn't yeah i know it it, it, it doesn't pretty the, much the, the building is you realize just how screwed up uh the stuff that i mean it's just slowly oh, yeah. dawns on you all the cra- all the shitty stuff that uh yeah. stuff with his father in that, the background uh, that's good uh, but her the actual execution of her is just not. It, well, okay, it, here's it, the way I see it. The problem She's... is it's not really the the, sh- the special's fault because Gaim is all about the the long game, playing out these plots for episodes and episodes of time. They have thirty minutes. I realize that, but it doesn't quite make it work. Uh, here's the way I see it. I see it is that the focus isn't really on the fact that her what she's doing. I don't. Want... We're not supposed to care. We're supposed to care about how whatever's going on is relating to Takator himself. Yeah. And I can see uh, how... Uh, she's this, minor. She's minor. She's right. a side character here. And this is the point This is the point in the series where Takator's uh, um, opinions start to shift. Mm-hmm. So I, do, yeah. I can't see that as well. Also, like, I kind of like the, the assertion is a little more light on Yggdrasil's plan of manufacturing the drivers of who was going to get them. It wasn't going to be fair at all. God, no. You know, well, of course, you, you, well, you can always assume that, but now it's, it's pretty much explicitly stated out that a, uh, it's going to politicians and rich people. functional uh, driver to die with because eh, he's not that – he doesn't want people making money off of his work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Basically, it boils down to the, the – Idris was already setting up another set of overlords to rule over humanity. Effectively, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that was something the series itself sort of hinted around. But it never really quite outright said it, because it wasn't really important to the story they were telling at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for as much as that actually mattered to what they were trying to do, they laid it out in the series. Right, which was right. basically just when Takatora was hanging out with Roshuo. Yeah. but uh, It was all stuff we inferred, but it was never explicitly stated. Right. Yeah. Like, in that way, these, like, peg into the series really smoothly, and I'm kind of impressed with them being able to do that. Yeah, because when you looked at the synopsis for them, they are like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> um, and 
I really couldn't stand the, the Kaito's look-alike, unfortunately. <laughs> I just I, took that more of Gaim silliness, like Orin antics. Yeah, yeah, but I like Orin. I like Jonochi. Plus, Shepherd had to be the opposite of Kaito as much as possible. So yeah. not for it to so make it annoying. sense. Yeah, annoying, upbeat, energetic. Yeah. Well, it's your basic prince and the pop stupid. Plot. Yeah. Right. So, it's, but it's it's like I I it, and it's, it puts it in a weird position with it because like I enjoy several things about it, but then there's several things I just really don't. So I'm just kind of. I think the good things outweigh the bad, but it just kind of puts me in the middle of the road overall. Yeah, maybe I'm being more forgiving of it because this is the best Toku thing I've seen since Gaim ended. <laughs> you know, Which, I mean, I can't say you're wrong there. Actually, no, it's, I'm sorry. Well, there's Toku. Since Toku ended. Yeah. My mistake. It's uh, the best still, writer thing you've seen I since like Gaim ended. I like Goldstorm enough I can't necessarily agree with that, but... It's been about I, three I, months I since I've seen Toku that I've liked. Okay. So, you know... From your point of view, I can see that. Definitely. I was starving to death when I watched this. <laughs> especially considering it's going back to characters that you actually love. Right. Yeah. And, you got, I mean, we got, and, and they're we got worth the, spending time with. And we got the Tokyo V Cinema next month. Yay. <laughs> now watch the overtime decide not to sub it. Probably two months, actually. Yeah, that comes out in July, doesn't it? Oh, no, I it comes out at the end of June. I'm just not expecting subs uh, for a couple weeks after that. Well, yeah, because Overtime will want to get the disc in hand and run their own encodes off it. That's what they usually do. Yeah. That's why Legs the Movie took so long. <laughs> they had to buy the movie first. Yeah, overall, I like Gaim Gaiden, and I'm looking forward to the next installments. Oh, the ne- I mean, the next one will be absolutely amazing just because of half of it is Ryoma for 30 minutes. I mean, well, no. and like, it like, doesn't matter what he does because every scene, he's in four scenes in this entire thing, and every one of them just he steals. It's better, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than anything else in there almost. And like, you know, I was saying when Gaim was on that there's a lot they could have done with Zach, and you know, there was a lot of potential there, and just by necessity, they couldn't really do anything with it in the course of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think Zach's side of this will work out too, right? Yeah, and th- th- there's a lot of room to place uh, Zach in the series. Where it's like with Kaito and Takatora, you kind of had to put them at this point in the series. You really couldn't do it at any other point. With Zach, there's a lot more wiggle room. Same with Ryoma, actually. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with Ryoma, pretty much you're limited to well, pro- any time after uh, Zach gets. Uh, is driver and before Ryoma dies. Yeah, so, which is not very limiting at all. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of room to play in there, and if they set it when Team Bravo is an element... Honestly, they could set Ryoma's a lot earlier, too, if they wanted, because who knows... They could do a full-on prequel with it. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, he could have he, he could have had the... Duke, he could have had his... Because, yeah. remember, Duke was modified beyond, like, what the... Uh, lemon arms that uh kota or um kaito was using so i mean he and plus yeah there's pretty much that whole time. stretch since we know where that uh yeah the, that, the duke uh, side story could uh, be after he blasts off by yggdrasil the yeah. duke the duke side story could be after ryoma blasts off from the fall of yggdrasil and before he comes back to quote unquote help everybody right and his shorts 
<laughs> yes. yes. After he mugged, where he got his shorts. After he mugged the kindergartner. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that, no, that... no, I thought we. I thought we. Oh no! Really, he didn't mug uh, a kindergartner. He went back to the orphanage and got his old clothes. Oh. <laughs> so, what, oh God. <laughs> I thought we decided he mugged Coda for them. <laughs> so I mean, and like Zach's can take place like almost any time between when he got his driver. And honestly, there was even when he everybody was all teamed up, there is that there were those bits where he was, you know, off with Oren and Jonochi. Right. And... If 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 uh the knuckle side story is when Team Bravo is a thing, like we could get some or we could get a lot of Oren out of that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely worth it then. Just from Yeah, there's so, there's definitely yeah. a lot of potential to be tapped here. Now the que- so the question is though, um does does that mean Zach will actually get an, another lock seat? <laughs> it's Maybe? possible. What fruits haven't they used that that they what can I'm recreate? Thinking, what I'm oh, thinking might happen to that question. What nuts what have, have they not used a lot of yet? What I'm Still thinking right. might what I'm thinking yeah. might happen here is like either they'll do like Kurokage knuckle or, or... sunflower. <laughs> well, I mean, from all indications, Sunflower does not have a transformative property. It's just, um, you know, lo- yeah, well, I mean, just but, the low-end so, one. Let's also look at this. Um, he's a walnut, so there's a lot of nuts they haven't cracked. Can I swear? <laughs> okay, so here's what Damn I'm it, saying. Damn it, Paladin! Yeah, Paladin, <laughs> god dang! Here's what I'm saying. They want to do something new and fun to see they haven't used a lot of. This one, they used the red apple suit because it was barely used at all. Right. Next one, they're going to use the silver apple suit. Hmm. Yeah. There's a possibility there. They've already had the costume. It hasn't been used to death yet. It's true. Or they'll, like, pull a soccer movie and just, like, half-ass an energy uh, walnut. (laughs) Energy walnut. (laughs) <laughs> walnut soda walnut soda <laughs> <sighs> although let's be fair which would you rather have walnut soda or pine cone soda uh, I think I would try the pine cone soda first because I'm pretty sure the walnut soda would kill me <laughs> oh are you allergic yes yes I am oh, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sure this has come up before probably has I just forgot entirely Thanks. I should help Ben not put walnuts in the meatloaf next time. Good thing I never ate the meatloaf. It's a lot of discussion of nuts. Intro quote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sad to say I was trying it at that time. Oh, well, alright. I guess that's going to be the show because it's like almost 11 o'clock Eastern time and uh, even I think that's excessive. Yes. Giant size, all new, all different superhero time. <laughs> right. So who's um, Wolverine? I guess the They're one probably... closest, the the one closest to Canada. I guess. No, that would be XV because he's the one that's in every podcast. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that's true. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think Paladin has the disposition for it more. Paladin would be Cyclops. Oh, okay. The Dick. <laughs> Hate everything. Yeah, great. No, the boring one. <laughs> the boring one who gets shat all over. <laughs> yes, but see, here's the thing, though. Cyclops deserves this. <laughs> exactly. Ken, you get to be rogue, because you've got the southern accent. 
Okay, sure. <laughs> Ken's just okay with this because think of all the hair he'll get back. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen her? Have you seen her hair? Especially in the 90s. Holy shit. Yeah, she's got a lot of hair. <laughs> That's my point. You'll get a lot of your hair back. All of it, more likely. <laughs> okay, Mickey, who are you? Oh, Storm, obviously. How is that obviously? Because I'm <laughs> regal and elegant. <laughs> and so, oh, so modest. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to ask now. Fort Max? And, and I make speeches when I take poops. Okay. <laughs> Turds, come to me. Strike the bowl. Oh. Well, that's that's true. I've heard that myself. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> so I'm almost afraid to ask now. Fort Max? I don't know. Colossus? Because he's, he's... I don't know. Fort Max, Fort Max is a little small for that. <laughs> well, you know, he's foreign. He's from Space Australia. You can be Morph from Season 1. <laughs> but... That's kind of terrible, because Morph gets killed off right away. He got He's... better. <laughs> and crazy. No, no, he was still in the and show. Then I better. Don't... He was still in the show. I don't think that qualifies as better. <laughs> That's not better at all. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> Banshee, maybe? Banshee. Well, you talk over everyone. Uh, sure. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I think we can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye forever. You've been listening to Superhero Time. Go to tokupodcast.com for show notes and to listen to previous episodes. Find us on iTunes or download our Android app at tfradio.net slash android. Follow us on Twitter for show updates, weekly power playback, and more at Superhero underscore Time. Superhero Time is a radio-free Cybertron production. show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio.